0: Rotten Score on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't know.
2: Critics are... I don't really care about that.
0: Um... I don't care about that, but it's the only... There's something there. There has to be something there. Because Eternals is very much like the... It feels like the... Like the older brother that went to law school. And, like, people like him, but it's like... Sh- like, let's not talk about him, because he's a fucking asshole. You know? Yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, feels like that one, like, hmm. He went like, oh, oh, uh, Jay, it feels like Sangwoo. It's like, yeah, he went to SNU University. He's like the pride of the town, but he's like piece of shit, you know? Yeah. It's like that.
1: Yeah. Like that. I um, mean, I'm, I'm more in the, in the realm of just like, I'm, I don't really care if I see here or later or now or later, more or less because it's just, I don't really have a character I can attach to.
0: Do you care about No Way Home? It does.
1: I'm going to the movie theater experience. 100 percent. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Gonna see all them, all them Spidey boys. Gonna, gonna see us, all three of them. Just we'll, you wait.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I, don't, I, say, Just I you wait I keep telling everybody, like these rumors are true, but I, like I, I keep saying the same thing. I don't believe it until I'm in the theater. Yes, sir. Because they, they, they doot me with Avengers: Infinity War, man. They to me. Mm. That one trade <laughs> that had Hulk in it and. uh <laughs> And they're all running towards whatever was they were fighting. Yeah, yeah at the end of the trailer, and I was like, "This is gonna be dope." That never happened in the movie. Hulk is like, <laughs> I'm never here. <laughs> yeah. So I ain't believe nothing until I sit down in that theater, man.
0: With no way home, I'm at least it, the the only semblance of hope is the fact that Alfred Molina is like officially in the in the movie, and the multiverse oh, yeah. is a thing. So like the possibility is more than less, but still like. If there's something that what if taught me is that like unex like expectations can like fuck you up because like oh my god oh like, yeah nothing, nothing in that show like i expected
2: true uh true. we are live just letting you okay guys know. cool so
1: whoa well, do you mind doing uh audio check and then i can today. start sharing everything show. gracias i'll be right back
0: All right, testing, testing. 1 2 3. 1 2 4. We're going to talk about the war in video games. I don't fucking know. Talk Jay, Dance monkey dance.
2: <laughs> um, hey, man, you're not supposed to do that to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but we should be. We should be good. Um, I am Yeah, we
0: sound perfect. I cool. Think cool, it's on cool. Yeah, all I need is Macho. And Macho, when he left, he sounded great too. What guy? We got with Demon's Souls. We got some. It's proper. Some proper gameplay. Yeah, man. According to one of the topics, man. I'm excited to talk about it.
2: In, Cannot in wait. C- Celebration of a certain game.
0: Yes, sir. Not that. The, the, the. The prequel to The Lord of the Rings, they say. Ha ha ha.
2: <laughs> nah, nobody says that.
0: Uh I <laughs> Oh man. Is this is this a chill week. We got some good stuff. Yeah man.
1: Alright, we should be good. Well how's yeah. everyone sound?
0: It sounds good. It's just waiting for you to, to listen to your voice.
1: Okay. Yeah, let me know if there's like that crackling it sound, sound like that happened a couple of episodes ago. Everything's good?
2: Let's see. I think we should be good
0: yeah yeah everything's good yeah i don't hear the crackling or anything uh everyone's there cool everyone's here it just looks major to ultimate
2: all right let's get started uh guys welcome back to the 36th episode of the Dual Shock and Sense podcast i am your host sol the connoisseur of anime waifus joined as always by my two co-hosts i got walt how you doing man
0: what's going on y'all uh, i felt smoke but the manga mania is back uh and that i, I gotta say jay I, I laughed and i died laughing when you made the comparison of seeing me like the bigfoot like video or photo that you see like in the distance last last week from the club bro i was i was oh, taking a yeah. shower when i heard that comparison bro i don't know what what went over me like I looked at myself and I'm like that shit's hilarious like I can see my fucking hairy ass just walking <laughs> through the woods of the club uh, damn.
1: that was a macho. that was a detail you didn't
0: tell me before <laughs> no no not literally That's, it's not a literal fact it's a, it's a saying macho no
1: damn you listen to our silky voices while you're in the shower I feel honored
0: ah uh, uh, silky <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but we you ready to talk games ready to talk some. Put, put some putting some rings into the
2: equation, am I right, y'all? But yeah, man. Well, <laughs> uh, Macho, why don't you take it away,
1: man? Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the king of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy fanatic, and and Jay. I'm a little sad, man. It's, a, it's sad times for you, boy. Oh <laughs> yeah, I heard Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker got delayed to the first week of December, and uh, man, it's a uh, Shout out to all those who took time off from work to do that because now they got to talk to their bosses. I feel you on that, man. I feel you. on
2: that. <laughs> That's <Stop>. um, <laughs> a, <it's> a dangerous <laughs> game, man. That's a dangerous
1: game. <laughs> we'll get through this together, man. We'll get through this together. Oh, um, but yeah, it, it's delayed for a couple of weeks. But um, man, you got, I gotta give, I gotta give props to you know Yoshi P and the Final Fantasy XIV team, man. They didn't do like a little blog post. We did a blog post, but it was after they announced it on the live stream but they didn't just do like a faceless post or anything like that. They waited till they did like a letter from the producer, which they normally do before like their expansions or like updates on the game. And they literally just announced it, you know, and and the guy got really emotional. He was like, I'm I'm doing it for selfish needs. I want this game to be the best that it can be. And with that, I think we need a two week delay. And, you know, thankfully everybody was very humbling about it and saying, take your time. And, you know, it'll it'll be ready when it's ready. So, um, but yeah, so delay two weeks, man. It's a sad affair, but you know, it's, sorry, it's just two weeks. What, what can it matter? Welcome, guys, to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: that, that trial is still playable, right?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. That, 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 uh, I don't
0: have my mug. God damn it, I don't have my mug.
1: Yeah, let's move on, let's
2: move on, let's move on. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we're going we're gonna to start the podcast off, man, by uh, talking about the games that we've been playing. Uh, so... I honestly I haven't played I haven't played anything uh, this week so if anyone wants to take it away and talk about what they've been playing, by all means.
1: Uh, yeah, I, Walt, man, you've been gone for two weeks, so hit us off with uh, what you've been doing the past couple weeks, man.
0: So for the last two weeks, what have I been playing? Uh, the first week, I'm gonna go on that first. Um, I went super heavy on Kina, and just getting through the game, because I had played it the night I I bought it like for three or four hours straight. Um, I didn't get too far because I chose the hardest difficulty and that game is not an easy game like in a normal difficulty in and of itself because it has some hard bosses and hard enemy encounters. Um, But I did that last week and I got past I'm in a, I'm the section after the Taro, boss fight. So it's like a, I think it's like the woodsmith of the town. So I'm in that section. I think Narita is her name. Okay. Um, so I'm getting through that, having a blast. The game is fantastic. It's beautiful. It, I truly, it's the type of game that, I wish, that they keep giving the love, giving it the love that it deserves, and making it like even just bigger in the future. Because it, it truly is a, a wonderful game. Um, it's hard as heck. Uh, I'm a masochist, as I said previously in other episodes, another uh, podcast that I, I always choose the hardest difficulty in, in most games, uh, mostly because I enjoy them more that way. Uh, but this, I mean, still enjoying Kena, but it, it's, it's hard. Um, that was last week. Other than that, this past current week, I went went on a hunt, and I looked. And I looked everywhere and I scoured the depths of the retail world and I finally copped <laughs> myself a Nintendo Switch Holand. And I finally oh, found Oh man.
1: It. That's right. That's yeah,
2: right. She, like, oh,
1: That's right. Um, yeah, what what did Jay say last time? We were like, yeah, we're thinking about getting it. You whores
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah man. Hey, whor- man. Whor- whoring yourself out to Nintendo, man. Hey man. That's what it is. They, They've simple. been taking
0: care of me. They've been they've be taking care of me so far. Uh, I'm eating good with them.
1: Oh um, man, whoring herself out from to uh Italian plumber. That sounds that sounds like a familiar
2: video. <laughs> hey man. Oh man. It, they oh, call man. over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: no man, I gotta tell you, like as Macho mentioned in previous episode that the difference of that screen of the handheld mode dude it is night and day difference truly there are colors in that is it? that I did not yeah oh yeah oh yeah it dude.
1: is it is oh, believe yeah. it man I
0: uh, it, haven't played the switch from since the since re- launch since 2017 and getting accustomed to the type of screen it has switching to PS5 and then going back to the switch and like actually seeing differences picking up the switch Dude, there are colors there that I did not know existed in, like, previous games. Because, like, the previous OLED, the previous, OLED, previous Switch is, like a, like, a pale colors. It's not as, you know, it's an LCD screen, so it's not as vibrant. But the OLED, bro, nah, nah. It's good. It's good stuff, truly. And I this will be, this is more than enough to make me... Um, to satisfy me until the, their new console comes out, whenever that does. I know they have something planned but uh, for 20-something, but I don't know what that is. But yeah, man, i uh, been playing I played a little bit of uh, Animal Crossing on it, uh, getting ready for that new expansion with the the inner design, I think, house and interior design, and to have some more chill times, just like I did back in the beginning of the, of the pandemic. Uh, but other than that, man, just going to enjoy my new Switch and keep getting through my PS5 games. Like, you know, I think I'll get on that after the podcast. And, and now that Final Fantasy delayed, uh, I've been hopping here and there uh, just to get some minor progression done. Uh, now this will give me more time to get rid.
2: Yep, that's, yeah, a, that's a fact.
0: New.
1: That's a fact. Facts.
2: Mm, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. OLED. Interesting. Just 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 interesting. Um <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um but no no, I'm I'm really curious to see uh like sort of your your thoughts on on Kano once you progress a little bit further cuz yeah, like as you said, man, the bosses are are no joke. And uh especially especially do, especially the last two. Um Really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, what were we going to say?
0: The, I forgot the name of the motherfucker. Taro, you had mentioned that people were hyping him up to be super hard. And although he was difficult, I feel like I got so conditioned by Souls games to look for patterns that it was like, in three deaths, I was able to pick up the patterns and beat him. But he was still not not an easy boss, per se, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it it's a difficult game in the sense that there you have very small windows to do certain things that if you mess up you're going to take like half of the health bar down so yeah
2: yeah for sure um yeah his his um specifically his grab attack was really annoying um, oh absolutely yeah and there's there's going to be a boss later on with an even worse one but we we won't get into that um but uh yeah man so that's man dude i feel like this was like the the quickest uh games that we've been playing in life <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow wow, <man>.
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> after i held down the the podcast for you after you you your sixth attempt at the getting into the brothel damn man that's wild what, yeah what are you talking about man that's wild <laughs> okay. man that's wild yeah, episode 23 of <laughs> September the 2nd <laughs> oh the my
2: God. no seriously yeah like pulling literally pulling up the receipts right now man like uh-huh. if you if you quickly just turn your attention to uh, episode uh 27 uh B B we see a wild jay goddamn literally ace like, ace man. fucking attorney over here man goddamn this, yeah, this
0: man. man, this man walked out of the movie theater after watching Ghost in the Shell, went straight to that brothel, and he was carrying that manga on his arm, Tokyo Ghoul. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna read some Tokyo Ghoul. Psych, brothel time." Yeah, let
2: me. <laughs> you got him. I'm the, I'm the, like a goddamn Jehovah Witness, showing up to the brothel <laughs> door, being like, uh, "Let me, let me share to you the the good news of uh, Ghost in the Shell." <laughs> um, <laughs> Legit.
1: That's, mean, that's, that, that's what happens when he's holding loyal. That's all I can say, man. Oh damn. man,
2: they, they have you. They have you speaking oh, the word man. of Jehovah with this. <laughs> Jehovah, <laughs> goddamn. Um, all right, man. So let's let's talk about uh some some topics, man. Uh, this is a pretty. Are wow, you gonna skip hey, me like no that? Damn, hey, you' yo, really gonna yo, skip day. me. That's hey. wild, bro. <laughs> Damn, what I do to you, ho hey man, I was I was I didn't I didn't feel like hearing about Final Fantasy fourteen, man. So I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? Let's I hope he doesn't notice. Man, uh, I hope you know. I've been playing more games of fourteen, man. oh. Then go ahead. Do tell. Do tell. Fiance, you can just
1: go back to bed with like your your head bobbing here. Um, sorry, she's, like, making, like, gestures at me, because I'm speaking real spicy right now on the timeline. Oh, man. Um, any case. Bruh. Yeah, no, I've been, I actually, this whole week, I've actually been playing Lost Judgment, man, since, like, I was pretty, uh, focused on, like, you know, going to the End Walkers release and stuff like that. I was like, let me actually try and finish Lost Judgment. So, I've been playing that, and it's, dude, this is, like, one of, like, the craziest stories, man. If, like, all the Yakuza games are like this, in terms, of like, their story, um, I'm down. Because, um... This one is just like it, it ups the ante in, in every chapter, as far as like how's this mystery playing out and who are the players and who are the pawns and like all this stuff. So it's it's good stuff, man. Like the Lost Judgment has an amazing story, and I've only dabbled into the side content really. And I kind of agree with Gene on that point, uh where he was like before, was like it doesn't really push you to do the like the the side content, so it, you kind of do leave leave about the wayside. But um man it's it's good stuff still it's it's really it's really fun because it has like a persona kind of vibe to it where you're really or like a mentor kind of guy to it where you're playing as yagami the detective but he's also at the same time kind of like helping these kids kind of get through their no more everyday lives are filled with stress and like kind of uh, like a bullying or epi- uh, bullying epidemic within school so it's good stuff, man. I'm looking forward to actually finishing it. I'm on chapter nine, so I think I got a couple more chapters left in the game, and it's it's been a blast. I'm looking forward to finishing it and then getting to these platinums on uh, on a game that we we're talking about last week, Jay. Actually, Guardians of the Galaxy. I Ended up finishing that. Ooh. Yeah, dude. And and uh, I I got the I got the writer spark again uh, on Lords of Gaming.net. You can actually read my review for Guardians of the Galaxy and i i gave it i gave it a crispy 80 out of 100 man
2: nice nice it's
1: it's a great game it's a great great game um i would say just it i would say it, it doesn't land uh it doesn't make its landing as smoothly as something like spider-man where uh where all the resolutions came to a head and it really felt like it was like a culmination of like a, a big journey for Peter. In Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not really that clean. <laughs> it's 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 more of kind of like silly Guardians, which I guess like to its respect that it's it falls in line with you know what the kind of the IP's identity is. But still, I wish it kind of like landed the the um the, the jumping off point a little better. I believe I think something like the movies did that a little better as far as like where these where these guardians went and how far uh you know how far they come in like their personal journeys but with that said um some of the characters man uh there's some of these characters have an emotional range i never even expected um if you were just like to watch the movies so i couldn't recommend guardians of the galaxy enough i think it's like one of the best games of the year and it, it ranks really high in like my top 10 for sure
0: is it, do you think it's a game of the year contender or not?
2: I uh, I th- man, I'm gonna I, say I, I feel like after all the love it's getting, I I feel like it kind of has to be.
1: Yeah, the, but the thing is, so one of the reasons why that I kind of I gave it the score that it did was because that it's not a clean release, man. Um, it's it definitely has a has a more than a number of noticeable technical bugs and glitches, mm-hmm. where there is a point where there was like a, so and it's one world, Peter had to sh, has to shimmy against the wall and get to the other side so I can get like a, a chest that is absolutely optional chest, I don't have to get it, but I just want to get it to see what the new costume was. And he actually ended up getting into this infinite loop where every time he went to the one end, he would automatically turn around and he shimmy across to the other end. He would turn around again and do the same thing. I had to reload my checkpoint like three or four times and actually uh jump across the ledge rather than shimmy against the wall so essentially kind of just like meander around like this bug or glitch and there's like a number of those that happened when i was playing so so it's 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 not a clean release man and i wish they i wish it it was i wish it was in the oven a little longer just to get that that really good polish but overall it didn't really like you know break my my full
2: experience but I feel, like, I feel like that's the thing that about 2021 that's, I, I guess, pretty interesting is that it feels like there's no clear-cut, like, quote-unquote, like, winner. It feels like everyone is going to have, more so than any other year, I feel like everyone's going to have, you know, their own uh, game of the year. Whereas, like, 2018, it felt like it was God of War or Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, and then 2020 felt like it was like, you know, Last of Us Part 2 or FF7 or probably like Ghost of Tsushima um, and, and Hades, of course. Right. Like there was there was the clear like front runners. And this year, man, like, goddamn there's, you know, like Psychonauts, uh, Returnal, Ratchet, um, Tails. Now Shimigami Tensei Five is reviewing really, really well. Um, you know, you have games earlier in the year that came out like Hitman 3, Death's Door, um it just feels like there's there's like a ton of like really quality games but like nothing is really standing out as like the clear-cut winner if that makes sense um so it's it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting to see like what at the end of the year for the awards like what do they nail down as the five because oh metro metro dread as well because i feel like whatever five they do pick they're gonna leave out some really good ones and it's gonna piss some people off i bet
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's there's a ton that are really good stuff that came out of this year. And even though I was making my list, I was kind of just really, even now, <laughs> debating, like, man, what should be, like, in this ranking? Because there's a couple of really great stuff that I loved. um, To the point where, like, I I, I actually bumped out Returnal from, like, my top
2: ten. Because there's so many other stuff that I loved. That's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if both Ratchet and Returnal get knocked off. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it, like, it, like, Ratchet & Clank is, like, high in my top 10s. Not like it's not like it's in, it's not even a top 5, it's, like, in a later part of the 10s. Because, like, there's so many other great stuff that came out, and Lost Judgment, I'm, like, immensely enjoying. Because of just, I get to beat up some high schoolers, man. Because oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the story is so good, and it's completely unpredictable, and... To that point, *Guardians of the Galaxy* was just a completely unpredictable release as well, where I just didn't expect to be attached to these characters as much as I did, and for them to have moments that I, I will finally remember because like the, the, the great conversations you can have with them, and on top of that, the different conversations you can have with them because everything is kind of like a player cho- uh, player driven dialogue. So I'm looking forward to replaying again see like what the different choices I can make and if I can kinda of rectify any mistakes before that I
2: didn't a playthrough that um that that definitely left me in a bad spot for certain firefights. Yeah. Um yeah I'm I'm really I'm really excited to to get into that game. Um yeah specifically like the conversation between Ratchet and Returnal. Uh like I enjoyed Returnal more, I think. Um but yeah, I I, I don't know. I because I, I think if between the two I think Ratchet would have more of a chance to make it. Um but personally I enjoyed I enjoyed Returnal more than than Ratchet. Um but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting, man. Um I, I feel like, I feel like this is kinda like a repeat of twenty nineteen, even though twenty nineteen had I I think like more standout titles like Sekiro and um RE two. Um but yeah, yeah, was Monster Hunter World in 2019 or
1: 2018? No, that was 2018. Okay. That was that was actually... <laughs> I didn't realize God of War came out that year, too, because that was my game of the year for that for that year. It came out, what, January t- 2018, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I know. That was, that was a great year. But this year is, this year is such a standout, too, man. I, I feel like we got so many different kind of games this year that are just all worthy of kind of, you know, having their place. And not even
2: to mention, like, all the indie games, you know, like, Kena in death store and stuff like that. Yeah. Um yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh notice how I did not mention death loop in in that at all. Um. <laughs> you know it's going to happen, man. You know I all know. these all these outlets are going to going to put it through. I don't I don't know I, I I I'm with gene. I don't understand how how people are like, "Oh, this game's a 10 out of 10. Oh, it's my favorite arcane game." I'm like, hey, did you guys play the other ones like anyway um uh, <laughs> anyway uh so so much of that concludes the the titles that you've been playing this week
1: yeah yeah just finishing up guardians of the galaxy go check out my review for it lordsgaming.net and uh i'm making my way through lost judgment man yes sir. and uh yeah yeah all before n walker in december so nice. we're, we're getting there okay i got some extra time to get that get those
2: platinum trophies so nice. it's all good um, all right, so let's uh move into some of these topics uh right, so actually, we can start off uh pretty with some some light stuff uh Uncharted three just had its uh tenth anniversary, and uh I wanted to uh kind of gauge everyone's opinion on uncharted three like what what where does it rank i guess amongst you know the sort of pantheon of uncharted games? And uh, do you guys have, like, any fond memories of the game? Like, what, what's sort of, like, when you hear the word Uncharted 3, uh, what comes to mind? A great weapon sound design. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I I, I, I I am in that camp where I, I think Uncharted 3 is the best of the Uncharted trilogy. Um, People have such an affinity for 2, and I get it chloe right i know i get it man that's
2: not the only but, reason
1: yeah it's the only reason nah so i, I <laughs> in that one scene that uh it's, it doesn't even hold up to to, to this day and age so pants um, <laughs>
2: don't listen don't listen to him <laughs>
1: ah man it's this it's just it's, 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 it's <laughs> coming from the fraud. same this is coming from the same guy that i think Spider Man 3 is better, or Man 3 is better than i mean Man 2 so don't i mean see. it's
2: true and I say it. I say yeah. it proudly. I say it with my chest.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's alright. No one's listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but no, I think Uncharted three. I, 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 I don't know what it is, man. Because I think I, I never really played Uncharted three until I actually started playing through all the games before Uncharted four when Uncharted four actually released in 2016. So I only played Uncharted two for that for that matter but replaying them back to back, I really liked Uncharted 3, and I just had such a f- fun ride with this, which with all like the, the you know, th- what it's famous for, which is the, kind of the, uh, what was it? You know, the super cinematic moments where like you're just, you know, the train, and, and, and oh, then Uncharted 3's airport. Yeah, yeah, it's like all that was just like completely mind-blowing to me. When I was playing them again, I was like, Jesus, man, like I can't believe they actually like, pulled this off and made it like really fun, man. And Uncharted 3 was, like, I, I really, when I say the, the weapon sound design, like, I really mean it, man. Like, I was playing, I'm like, damn, these these weapons sound, like, legit right now. <laughs> like, in Uncharted yeah. 2, they just sound like you're hitting, hitting like, some bullets against, like, a wet mattress or something. This That's, one is, what, that's like... what
2: I still feel like with Uncharted 3. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, man. I still felt felt like that. Like, it, it oh, sounded, I don't know, it just sounded like you were shooting, um... Not a nerf gun, but like I one of those water squirter guns, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, man. Um, it's if
1: I don't know, man. I don't it, different years different <laughs> for different folks, I guess. I don't know. That, that's what, that's
2: uh, there's a saying in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not by any means no no audio, gun audio <laughs> specialist, man. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no no, sh- no shade to your eardrums, Jay. No shade to your eardrums. I'm yeah, just man. saying. I don't, know, I don't know. It's just like whenever whenever I just popped up like one of those AKs or something, man. Like like I felt the impact of it, you know. And so like uh, it, and that just kind of carried me through the game and just uh, the, all those firefights. And I think that the bar scenes in the beginning of Uncharted Three, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was like an amazing opening too. I love that opening.
0: It was a yeah, lot of that's fun. How teased, that's how they teased the game with that opening scene. And
1: yeah, you're right, actually. I do remember that. I do remember that.
0: And it really, it really sets the tone for what, what aspects of Nathan Drake's uh, story you're going to explore throughout the game. And it, it's, so, it's so personal because I think with uncharted 2 although I it's my first uncharted I played uncharted 2 first and then 3 and then 1 um uncharted 2 although a fantastic like thrill ride I think 3 was a bit more personal in terms of its story aspects and story beats cuz yeah uh, Chloe's great in 2 that's not my prime factor in loving 2 2 is just my, the the one that broke the egg for me in, in terms of you know introducing me into the franchise um and i think it has really memorable moments like the train scene and like the um what do you call it Jeeves, the heist that you pull off with chloe and the golly forgot the the british guy uh he's annoying the australian dude but that heist scene that was a fantastic memorable scene as well but with three with cutter and and claustrophobic scenes where you see his personality shine more and where he allegedly you know gets shot and uh, the villain is such a like it has there's so much character to him and and then there's Sully's like backstory there's more to him there's young, young Nathan Drake there's so much going on story-wise and action wise I think three is like a great blend of everything towards the end you get kind of <laughs> towards the end it's like it's similar to how Resident Evil starts with an infection and then it turns into a fucking madhouse of monsters three is very much like yeah it's all action and like just escaping death from the from the skin of your teeth but then at the end, it's like oh magic, and I'm um, oh okay, uh, right. Uh, we're exploring this is Indiana Jones. Wait, what? What
2: was what was the uh, supernatural twist for Uncharted Three? I I actually don't remember. It's
0: when you reach the desert uh, palace or whatever. Uh, yeah. There's th- there's a <clears throat> section where there's these djinns, like these fire people.
2: Oh um, yeah. That
0: you have to fight throughout, and then like the villain. Towards the end he like stays back in the palace and you have to like escape the palace before it like succumbs to the sand or whatever weird. Um, it is, Yeah, that's the thing on 3 although. I I love it so much. It has that like there's certain moments that I'm like uh, This is a weird like twist to the bigger story But what brings me back to it in terms of, of loving it more? It's the characters because everything just yeah. comes together so beautifully
1: same um, yeah same the the, which, the the mythical like twist and I never i never really liked them really yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And, and, and i compare it to resident evil because again with village you know you see big vampire lady and you see this hulking figure of a monstrosity and, and this dude with a hammer and and you're like whoa what's going on and at the end it's like oh yeah they're fucking love. it's like but right all over again
1: dude, i was like they're what <laughs> no, no. <Whoa. laughs>
0: no 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 <laughs> it's like an, it, it, it's like resident wow. Evil 2 again you know you meet mr x and you're like whoa who is this man it's a, no it's a tire i don't
1: know what resident Evil game you play yeah. but i want to play that <laughs> yeah. one i was gonna say
0: i don't i don't know remember playing that one <laughs> <laughs> hey man you know lady d she'd be getting all the way God, um but you know what i mean it's like it starts off with a zombie affection but it turns into a freaking like bio weapon showdown it with with all resident evil games that's kind of the twist that turns a lot of people off because you just it's like until dawn have you guys played until dawn
1: yeah i love until dawn
0: i love until dawn however it, it's a twist that not a lot of people like that it goes from a slasher mo- a game to a more mythical, more magic-based, oh, the you know, cursed
2: wendigos or whatever they're called. Wendigos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I, I, like,
1: I kind of loved it, man. I kind of loved it, like it, it embraced what it was, and yeah, for I can't sure. knock it for that.
0: And I love it, but it does the same thing that Uncharted Three did and Resident Evil does with making you ex- making you think they're doing one thing, but then boom, nope, magic, or boom. uh, Creatures of the Deep. I don't, you know, um, but yeah, man, three, three is t- it's a fantastic title, and I think that you know, commemor- uh, celebrating the the anniversary, Um picking up. No, that one has what, well, Let's Legacy and uh, Thieves and Right. I want to replay through some of the Uncharted games, not all of them. One, one can stay over there, um, but I want to.
2: Yeah, one hey, is man, one is hey, rough, man. man. Respect, respect, rough, bro. respect your elders, man. <laughs>
0: Hey, man, I respect my elder, so I'm going to leave him sleeping uh, on his bed. I'll bring his cocoa if he wants to, but he can he can keep sleeping. I'll do everything for him, but don't wake up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, oh, man. You but, got uh, that one on broccoli
1: status. That's wild.
2: Hey, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got you to got no. on try one in vegetation state. That's wild.
2: Bruh. But yeah,
0: man, 3. I, I love, and 3 has Chloe, too, right? yeah man yeah Chloe. Yeah, it's yeah. all of
2: them it's all so it's of them yeah
0: yeah it's like mm-hmm. smash ultimate what what made thieves and let's not go too far <laughs> what, what made thieves and um stick out the most in in other aspects i don't i wouldn't put it number one in the in the series it's it's the fact that they introduce characters that you haven't you've never seen previously and you have to like similar to how other games try to introduce certain characters and like try to develop them as quick as possible for you to care for them. Not that I didn't care for them. I liked Nadine. I liked Sam. I liked these characters. But it felt more... It felt more foreign and Uncharted 3 is more familiar because you already had concepts before and you're already invested in these characters and some of their subplots like Elena and Nathan and their will they, won't they and their back and forth and Chloe's... uh, like not knowing who, what the hell she's doing or what she wants or who she's aligned with and Cutter's claustrophobia and Sully's past. And there's so many things tying each other up. Um, it's fantastic. It's a great – I want to replay that one. It, it, that's one of the few ones that I that I can replay and still enjoy a heck of a, of a lot, especially those cinematic moments and the plane scene that we're going to see now with Tommy Boy, Tommy Holly.
1: Yeah, I agree. Actually, I agree. People, that would be a fun to go back to.
0: Uh, I call them that now. No, <laughs> okay. the people I have spoken, Tommy
2: Holly. Um. Yeah, Uncharted Three. Uh, for me. Uh. Yeah, it definitely has the best set pieces in in the series. I really like the the young uh, Drake stuff, but the the thing that really I I think my favorite part of that game, or at least like one of my favorite parts. Is the fact that they actually uh, tease that Drake isn't his uh, real last name in in that game, uh, which is big, which becomes a big plot point in Uncharted Four. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I really like I really like that. Um, yeah, that was that was teased and it did feel like it was planned. Unlike unlike you know, because a lot of people say that you know the um, Sam's inclusion in Uncharted Four kind of feels like it's it's you know from out of nowhere. Um, but I do like that because it would be weird if they, you know, in the fourth game of, of a series that they're like, Oh, well, you know, Hey, uh, his, that's not his real last name, but yeah, I I do like that. There's a little bit of build up to that big reveal in, in Uncharted 4, um, with the previous game. Um, for sure. But it uh, makes his
0: endeavors more personal. It makes everything more personal because it doesn't just feel like, it, it, it goes more in terms with Laura Croft and how she's doing what she's doing but not because she's just solely exploring but it's more personal it's more of a family matter it's you know it it's tied more into her blood so i love it when it's not just for the sake of exploring and looking for treasure it's there's like a, a stakes there's like stakes for them and i love that and how he in in for you see how he him and sam this is like this is it you know doing this and 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 pulling out the pulling up the uh pulling off the the freaking what do you call it the exploration of this ship or this lost treasure that is like it that's what, their life's gold like since the beginning they show you them as a as kids and how this they've been like this since forever so i i like i like when they make it personal and not just for the sake of exploring and looking for treasure
2: um but uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I I still I still think that I prefer uh, four and two. Um, mm. but Uncharted three is still uh, a really good time.
0: What about Lost Legacy? What do you think of that
2: one? I don't I don't know where I don't know where I'd rank that. I think there's a lot of like great moments. I probably have to replay it, but yeah, I, I think especially especially the like the last mission is is really damn good. That's like peak uncharted. Um yeah, I don't know. It's been god, it's been probably since 2016 since I've played damn. the the OG uh, uncharted trilogy, so um yeah, I don't know. I ha- I have to go back to like really solidify that, but yeah, Lost Legacy. I mean, it, it's honestly, it's probably above three if I if you know just if I'm you know being asked that question right now. So, but you know that that might change if I were to replay them all. Um, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing Demon Souls right now. And have these two yep. dumbass enemies just fell through uh, the stairs and all the way to the bottom of this little tower. <laughs> oh man, that's fun. Um, yeah. So that is Uncharted Three's tenth uh, anniversary. Um, I I I also okay. I I also will say that I think it probably has like the best not just like one-liners, but like uh just in terms of like humor and, and comedy. I think I remember a lot more of like the the character interactions in Uncharted Three than I do in probably any other game in the series. I mean a lot of a lot of you know the interactions in Uncharted 2 is also like really really damn good, but especially I feel like especially when you have Sully, um Cutter, Chloe and Drake all together in a room, um those those scenes are typically like pure gold. Um yeah. So yeah, I definitely will yeah, see like that. Yeah, like the
0: like the cave scene. Like, Again, yeah, that's that's why it's so memorable when they're going through the cracks and they start talking about like Cutter's claustrophobia and they just make fun of him and and it's all everything just feels so so joyful and so funny and so comedic and and question for three is three the one with the spider set piece yeah okay yeah that's that's another one that elevates that game for me because it's such though making their way there because only Nate Nate and Sully. There's also some writing throughout all that. That's just it's pure comedy and and pure drama and great storytelling, and I think that when it's just them two, it's it's a fantastic franchise when you can just pair any of them with with each other and they just bounce off each other so well. You can literally make a combination of all these characters and it'll work out in a scene, and I love it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I think the highest compliment I can give to a game personally is if i i'm willing to go back and replay it because there's really nothing else kind of like that first experience and going back to it kind of just feels like you're treading old grounds but for something like uncharted 3 or lost legacy even two i would definitely just boot those up and and play them again you know whenever i get the urge to play them so and i I don't really have that for a, a ton of games even for some of my favorite games but like for uncharted 3 and a couple of those I think i would actually because like just talking about it just sounds like a lot of fun you know
2: yeah yeah right um yeah, man uh so uncharted 3 man it's classic um so let's talk about uh just a, re- a really quick uh topic uh spider-man uh macho sent this in the group chat um the uh insomnia ps4 game uh there was a recent interview on uh I think games industry uh correct me if I'm wrong um by uh Ted Price was was talking about the, the development of the game and uh said that they actually scaled back the uh final boss fight uh to sort of like reduce uh crunch on the game so uh it, yeah and I, and it's funny because like god you ha- you Kind of start to imagine, like, man, what would an even like like a further souped up version of that Doc Ock boss fight would look like? But at the same time, I was completely like satisfied and happy with the fight that we ended up getting in the in the final I game.
0: Think so, I think so too. I mean, I, I it's because we didn't have it, it was the first of its kind of that scale and that quality. I think, and if we had. If they had uh, teased th- in a trailer a uh, more different boss fight, a more you know bigger scale boss fight, and then they gave us what they gave us, then we would have been a bit more like wait, but they promised something a bit bigger. But I think that what they gave us is fantastic. And and if what they had in mind was more in line with Spider-Man Two and on like the train scene, that's like throughout like half of the city and they're fighting all over and like causing mayhem here and there, like something of that scale, that would have been phenomenal but i still think that what we got is is more than enough and, and fantastic ending to that phenomenal game especially when you have so many villains how they made doc ock the centerpiece of every er, everything even if you didn't like see him as doc ock for like the first what three fourths of the game or, or half of the game it was a fantastic finale i think macho
1: Sorry, um, for some reason my mute button was working. Um, yeah, so I completely love what they did with Spider-Man, especially that finale. I thought it was epic in every way possible. Um, they absolutely elevated what I was expecting from a Spider-Man game. This is coming from someone that's played a majority of the Spider-Man games and liked a majority of them. But this one was just, this was like an epic boss fight. On every level like it had all like the the trimmings of a spider-man story and an epic finale that reminded me of spider-man 2 when I first saw it in theaters you know like where everything was at stake you know so um, I think they did an incredible job and the fact that it was toned down was like man Insomniac something I can do no wrong man they uh, <laughs> oh. they're, they're absolutely like at the at their prime right now so That's I can't amazing. imagine of like what they're gonna pull off with Spider-Man 2, you know?
0: Go crazy, ah, go stupid!
1: Yeah, so, like, so it's, it's um, I'm happy with that, but yeah, when they when they said that, well, and then what you're alluding to before of like what else they could have done of like the train scene from Spider-Man 2, as immediately what I was thinking, where they're gonna take it into the streets and make it go crazy, where you're just fighting Doc across New York City or the Manhattan area, Times Square, whatever. And just yeah. kind of just having it really go nuts, but um, I, I really it's like, like the, what they had.
0: It's like the Rhino uh, opening scene with Miles, right? Yeah, like how you're fighting throughout the whole city, you're trying to stop them, saving civilians on the on the way. Like imagine that, but with Doc Ock and Peter, like that, that would have been, extru- insane, insane. That would have been insane. But I I see why then to avoid crunch, because again, that sounds like no easy feat to develop something that big scale and large scale uh but hey now we got uh, i i better
2: not i better not see rhino in any future (laughs) Spider-Man game straight up i don't want to see him
1: i don't want to see him he's he's such a great villain though i love is he (laughs) he is he's a lot of fun he's he's yeah he he is absolutely he's like he's like shocker he's the absolute beat it beat him up villain shocker's uh, cool man
2: Way cooler. It, it's Stop way it, cooler Rebo- than a Rebo guy. Rebo in the 80s. Way Rebo cooler 80s. than it. a guy in a rhino <laughs> suit. Come on, man. Than Rebo a three. 80s. Than a 300-pound man in a rhino suit. Hey, Amen. Come it's, on. It's a, it's a,
0: well, yeah. In this case, yeah. And the, the Amazing Spider-Man. He's a smaller dude in a bigger suit.
2: Let me in let me case. ask let me ask ten people on the street right now, uh, to to uh, tell me what their favorite Spider-Man villain is. You really think they're gonna say Rhino? You think they're gonna say shocker? Yeah, there are a lot more people. Stop I, I bet you at least Stop one it. of them, one That's of them cap. is gonna say is gonna say shocker. This
1: cap, dude. Have you seen shockers? Like, now I'm not even gonna get into it, man. You get more people that are gonna say electro. They're gonna say shocker. God,
2: Got Electra, more electro is another one, man.
1: Sure. Um, it. I mean, I mean electro like but- an OG. I I I like seeing Rhino in, in the Spider-Man games because he's he's always like a fun boss fight for Stop me. It. Even like oh. even even like the old Spider-Man games where he, like you had to like brush him or push him into like the electrocuted like pillars. In the he, old rim, he, rams, he he rams ri- he
2: charges at things. Yeah, he man, punches he's things a rhino. really hard. Yeah, he's, and he's that's a rhino. it. And that's it. Yeah, man. No, no, I'm saying and that's rhinos? it.
0: And that's it. Have you seen rhinos? What do rhinos do? It's like I'm scorpion. Not, <laughs> you're not gonna see scorpion in trucks I'm not saying.
2: Truck I'm too. not saying that that's not what they're supposed to do. I'm saying that's that's all they do. That's all he does. Yeah. It's boring. He's dangerous. <laughs> <It's> boring.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that Shocker or Rhino are like the most entertaining of all the villains. Well, you got Big Wheel. You want to put Big Wheel in the game?
1: <laughs> Dude, actually, you point out a good one though, Walt. I would love to see Scorpion in Scorpion the next in one. The next, nah, in the him, him too, yeah. man.
2: Him too.
0: Hey, man, I, I like, I love it how how Into the Spider Verse did it, where they you acknowledge these villains are there, but they they don't try to focus in on them and then like waste movie time. on Oh
1: it. yeah, yeah. They they yep. are what they are. They're, it's like Good. um, it's like in the you Smart know the choice. new Spider-Man movies where they have like, mm-hmm. the, they have the guy that's in the jail that had like the scorpion tattoo. Like they're alluding to like the scorpion villain making yeah. uh, making the waves. But even that. It, and to be honest, I mean uh, to, to credit the you know, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, not the Amazing Spider movie, but um, <laughs> the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man Home, the Homecoming. <laughs> no, the Spider-Man Homecoming movie that made a uh, a really boring villain, right? and to someone that was actually really cool, and that's Vulture. Mm-hmm. Very, Vulture. yeah. You would, you would think Vulture would just be a wet fart of a Spider-Man villain. Usually he really is. But like in, in the game. It, yeah, but it, in it, the it, homecoming it, Spider-Man, dude, he's, he, he was awesome.
0: Bro, it's insane when when not you're not thinking Vulture when it, it's dangerous. When they, they give you that scene in the car that he's like with Peter in the back, and he's looking at him... Yeah, don't the, don't the, don't don't, don't spoil
1: it. Don't spoil it though, because Jay didn't see yet. Yeah, he needs to see it,
0: bro. Jay, you're gonna experience some stuff in this movie that you don't need a suit. You don't need a suit to experience drama. You what don't do you, need a suit. What do you to... mean, Bruh, What moments where you gotta watch?
1: You gotta watch it, man. You gotta bro. watch it.
0: Yeah, because they bring villains to—they to, humanize villains, and that's what I love about like when they when they touch on a like unknown man, or just uh, Man, oh, Doc,
2: says, Doc, We're Ock, Doc Ock and Samuel are humanized and. and... The Raving Trilogy, man. Man, get, you, there, get,
0: I'm, I'm hearing I'm
1: here. a lot of excuses right now <laughs> for a movie I've seen, y'all. You know? Damn.
0: I hey, that was expected. You know you what? You got a boomer I, sass you know over here, man. You know what?
2: what? Let's, let's move on, man. Let's move on, man. Jay, I'm tired. Jay, Jay's, I'm tired. Jay's of, pulling off the... <laughs> I'm tired, man. I'm tired of hearing this. I'm tired Jay's of hearing this. Jay's pulling off the back in my
1: day. Shut <laughs> up, Jay. Just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, man. I'm pushing up my glasses right now. Pushing up my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, back in my day, um, let's uh let's get into the into the the big stuff, man. Let's talk about uh, Elden Ring, man. Uh, Oof. so so Dang. from software, they debuted over 15 minutes of gameplay. I want to say, uh, for for Elden Ring, and you know the internet, rightfully so, lost their minds. Um. What'd you guys? What'd you guys uh, think about the the gameplay uh, preview? What was some standout things to you? Um, talk to me, man.
1: Um, I, I I would love to point out that whenever they do this gameplay reveals, they never really have the HUD in them, so people can't really figure out what's going on.
2: Yeah, that's that was one thing I wanted to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was interested to see like what the, what's like the meter for magic and. How's everything gonna look? And uh, but and once they didn't got uh, like a HUD free gameplay demo, I was like, oh, they want to keep things
2: in the tuck. Which which I mean, it when you're when you're doing you know these um, kind of like initial big gameplay blowouts, I mean that's usually how these things are revealed. So like, yeah, it's not like I was mad or anything about it, because it, it it ultimately looks or it makes the game look better, Because it's you know less clutter on screen. It's literally just the game. Um, so I'm, I'm not disagreeing with like, you know, that choice, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I am excited to see like, Ooh, what does the health magic and stamina bar look like? What does the health bar look like? Uh, is there a mini map? Well, we have seen the compass, right? So, uh, whole map, but that, but like uh, for the HUD, there's, there's a compass, on, uh, like a Skyrim esque uh, compass, uh, at all times. Um, so, yeah. yeah, which
1: I I love that actual design for navigating, to be honest.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I prefer it to to having a mini-map.
0: Did Witcher have it?
2: Witcher uh, had it. No, Witcher had a a, a mini-map. Horizon had but, uh, a, I, a compass.
0: Did, but I think... Did, am I going crazy? Yeah. Because I, I, I think Witcher also had both, no? The 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 compass on the top anyway horizon whatever first person games do that a lot because it makes sense um where they give you the compass on the top i i prefer a less cluttered um hud and a more sleek one and if you give me the option to remove some of those components then perfect um only games that i you know it's understandable to have a hud as cluttered as it can come just with Final Fantasy, but that makes sense because there's like a million things you have to be doing, especially in like rates and stuff. Um, but in terms of, of, of this game specifically, this seems to be, or it seems to, it's gonna be the biggest game that's, that's from software has, or will have ever made, um, in terms of scale and in terms of uh, ambition and what they, they're trying to do. Because they have... Not only in terms of map, um, but something in this trailer that's really interesting is the fact that they alluded to a boss, yet you have enemies that... They they sure are boss-scale, but they didn't mention it was a boss. I wonder if like if there's multiple bosses, or if these are not official bosses. I know that the official main bosses are called demigods, but... I wonder how wide definitely, the definitely.
2: It definitely seemed like there was like optional bosses, like the one that was on uh, horseback. That yeah. looked, That definitely looked like an optional or just like a side boss. And then the big boss was that multi-armed uh, thing. Because this is something that I I pointed out um, when I reacted to the trailer was that it looked like, um, like for the quote unquote optional or or side bosses, what we think to be side bosses, um, mm. are like. You, you're you just, like, randomly exploring the world and then, boom, they just, like, randomly come in. As opposed to, like, the demigods, those are, you find those within, like, designated, uh, you know, boss arenas. Whereas the side yeah. ones, it looks like it can just happen in, like, a natural sort of uh, organic environment.
1: Yeah, that's it, it, the thing that kind of threw me off and why I was always questioning Elden Ring's design as far as, like, these optional bosses and stuff like that. Because that one boss on, on horseback definitely seemed like it was placed. You know, to give people, like, a sense of, like, how things can be. But this was absolutely choreographed. Because yeah. e- even the way, like, it was positioned, like, on, on the hill and stuff like that, it looked like it wasn't, it looked like it wasn't, like, really thought out. I don't know, as far as, like, a, I don't know. Maybe it's a co-op experience, too, that was kind of throwing it off. I'm not I, sure.
2: I don't know. I don't know how, how to explain it, but, like, it, it it feels it feels like because yeah you're you're absolutely right like i i'm not i'm not saying that like oh these are just like random encounters like i i bet you or at least Mm. i'm confident that like if you're walking through that specific area of the forest that boss will come there each and every single time until you kill it like i feel i feel like that's that's probably what it is but like i i guess what i'm like pointing out is that like there's there's a clear distinction of like uh, with that multi-armed boss at the at the end like it had the fog door it had you know the cutscene, it had um you know you going into a boss arena as opposed to the one on the uh on the horseback where that one didn't have any of that right so yeah i i guess what i'm trying to say is that like i don't know it feels like there's there's a very like clear distinction between you know those two bosses
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. When, yeah. when they introduced the horseback one, I I could be wrong, Mandela affecting this, but I I remember the narrator saying, um, this is an enemy that guards the gate or something, or and it was like near a uh, a dungeon, and I don't remember if it was Stormvale or it was another one, but I know it was like more so the guardian of that gate so i wonder if bosses serve more of a function in the world of guarding something or simply being in their natural habitat because there's a there's a there's a boss i assume it's a boss in the trailer that we got a few months ago that shows a, an elk or a deer like a moon like a moon iridescent deer that's like flowing in the in the air and you're
1: finding yeah, in the, in him the trailer on the right horseback.
2: yeah
0: and that seems like a, like a dedicated area for a boss, for an animal or a creature, but it doesn't seem like that's a lord. Or maybe it could be, but I don't think that's a, a demigod rather. So I wonder if, if these are simply, like depending on where you are, so there's like mini dungeons around the map and then there's like the big dungeons, there are like the, the Stormvale castle and all that. Um, I wonder if these mini dungeons are like similar to Final Fantasy XV's like towers, where you'll have multiple layers and, like, depending on where you go, it's more so, like, the Bloodborne Chalices. So you have multiple bosses, or you have little bosses here and there. Um, it definitely feels like the bosses serve a purpose in their area. Like, their dragon, there's barely any trees. So it, it makes sense that there's a dragon guarding that area, and it's, like, a burnt forest, and, like, a, 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 a like a dying, decaying forest. And there's, like, a dragon that's spewing fire. So I wonder if if that's, like, the the... The guardian or, or the overseer of that area. Um, it definitely feels alive, though, compared to other Souls games. Bloodborne, not that they felt dead, but they felt made
1: secluded. Yeah, secluded, yeah. They too.
0: They, they, made, they felt secluded and they felt. Uh, I think that Sekiro is the one that started off what Elden Ring refined, and I think it's making the world felt feel alive. Because with Sekiro, no spoilers for Jay, but there's a section. Midway through the game, completely changed the layout, like you have uh, new enemies, you have um, new encounters, you have new mini bosses, and it felt, it felt ever changing because you had done something in another area that impacted that other area. So, in Elden Ring, it very much feels like as you impact this world, it'll start changing depending. So, I wonder what happens when you kill a demigod will that dungeon cease to exist will will you not be able to access it will there be a new game like will there be an end game where after you kill all the demigods and you kill everything or you do a certain thing there's like these new extra hard enemies that appear in the world because they're like born of corruption or something i don't know if there's a lot of potential and i can definitely see why Phil Spencer mentioned that this is like Miyazaki's just most ambitious game yet cuz there's so much potential here for so many things
1: yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of comparisons between, um, obviously, it's it's like Dark Souls, Blood, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Which I feel like it's 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 not a far off comparison for people who want to familiarize like what this game is trying to uh, trying to do. Because you yeah. have your crafting, you have your different kinds of weapons, and then you have sort of like this randomness that kind of feels like it's going on. Um, yeah. or, or a lot of player
2: discovery, which is what Breath of the Wild really mastered take, in, it, take, in its design. I take, I take umbrage with that, man. Any game that has a shred of exploration, immediately, oh, it's just like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like I am no. Look, look, I, I, just,
1: I understand because it's and it's grading because. But the thing is, like Breath of the Wild really is. Not a blueprint, but like a prime like a prime example of like great game design and, and what I was trying to do. It's the same thing with like Witcher Three with its story quest design. So you know how many people compare Witcher Three to every other RPG that came afterwards because of the side quests? You know? Yeah. Or even even, even Persona five, which right now yeah. is having some contention with uh, with a couple of reviewers.
2: Oh we, I think that... we we I think we'll talk about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that oh. one of the big things that, that makes Breath of the Wild such a great comparison to these games, I, I think one of the key components in the exploration is making you feel like you discovered it, but at the same time the world indirectly alluded to that area. So it's making a guide without it, it, it seeming like a guide, if that makes any sense. So in Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. it's a bird or a fox. In Breath of the Wild, literally, it's indicators in the world. You see a ruin, you see an enemy, you see a, a certain type of vegetation around the area, uh, see a big ass dragon in the in the sky. In this case, I don't remember the name, but it was a, some type of light that like shows up in front of you and like guides you towards another area. Uh, in this Elden Ring trailer, so I, it's the fact that they give you. They allow you to explore on your own accord, but at the same time the world itself is trying to guide you, but it's not the game guiding you, if that makes any sense. You
1: know? Yeah, so that's so that's that's where like kind of the breath of the wild comparisons come in and it's it's not a bad thing by any means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like um it's just it's just it's, this is its own flavor of that. Yeah. And I think um it's something that we kind of just struggle to really wrap our heads around before seeing this demo but now actually seeing like good 15 to 19 minutes of it and where it does have its own like a dna of, of its legacy but it's in this it's baked in this whole new open world aspect where it's a lot more open open to the player rather than linear than what we experienced before with sekiro and bloodborne and everything else it's yeah. great
2: it's it's great like yeah. I'm i'm super excited for that I like. Yeah, I, I also like uh, much in the way of how I felt about um, Yarnum, is that it it, it feels um, what's it called uh, the lands between right? This is what yeah, uh, the lands in between yeah. Okay, um, that it, it really feels like it's just all one interconnected world, as opposed to you going to uh, like I guess, multiple multiple like disconnected locations um, like s 3 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Um, you know, cuz like in in Bloodborne it was like, okay, you could be in Central Yarnum and then or I forget what location it was specifically, but like I'm just using like Central Yharnam for for example, but then you could see the Forbidden Forest like, you know, uh, you know, if you look down or or so, it was something like that. That you could actually see um yeah. places that you would later visit off in the distance and Uh, I think that's the case here that you could be like in the in the main hub world and then you'll see Stormvale uh, off in the distance. And then it's like, okay you can you can go there. So, yeah, if it's it's really cool that um, everything is just like all, you know, connected.
0: In that sense, now that's more Breath of the Wild like and again, not that it's a blueprint, like Macho said, but it definitely we, we can't deny that Breath of the Wild, it did revolutionize exploration in many ways. And I think that Elden Ring is closer to that, to that idea in terms of you being able to see everything from a glance, not from knowledge. So Bloodborne is more, yeah, old Yharnam. You hear NPCs talk about old Yharnam. Oh, where is old Yharnam? You got to go through these catacombs. Oh, there it is. And you have this sense of abandonment and, and ancient uh, civilization, but it's still a part of the world that was up there. Elden Ring very much seems like if you see if you see it, it, it has that Breath of the Wild thing where it's you. Do you see that? You can go there. Whatever you can see, you can go to that. You know, man, and that's that. I had
2: fantastic. that. I had that feeling in Shadow of the Colossus, man. Um, Oof. that there was there was this one like really quick. Uh, that's
1: a good comparison too.
2: Yeah, there, there was yeah. this one really quick moment of uh, the main character just riding his horse. And, like, just, you know, soaking in the, the ambiance of, like, you know, the world being quiet. There was, uh, you know, no one around. There was no enemy for a little bit. Like, it, it really felt like that soli- sol- uh, that solitary adventure that uh, Shadow had uh, way back when. Because, um, yeah, the world, I mean, aside obviously, aside from the enemies that you're going to face and then the NPCs that you meet as well, the, the world feels... Uh, very, very empty in that same sort of vein um, at times. But um, but it
0: feels purposefully empty. Cause yeah, yeah I'm, not,
2: I'm not saying that in, like, a derogatory way.
0: Right, right. I, I don't want it, like, people to get mixed up. When we say empty, we, we'll let people know when we mean, like, bad empty. When it feels like there's nothing to do, like, at all. Like, in terms of, of Shadow of the Colossus, you... It, it, oddly enough the game is designed in a way where the emptiness f- feels like adequate. It feels like proper It feels like it, it's a part. It's, it's on purpose not only from game design, but from from the environment itself And it makes sense that it's even more empty as you progress because you know who you are in the game um, But in terms of if you bring me a, a big map and you don't give me much to do in it That's the bad kind of empty and I don't think, I think I've avoided most of those games because I've learned to like recognize through you know, teasers and gameplays and, and some reviews to know if a game, if I'm gonna spend 60 hours because I can't find what I'm doing, or if I'm gonna spend 60 hours because I'm doing so much. So in this case, it seems like Elden Ring is a definite platinum. <laughs> That's a, I'm gonna be collecting, I'm gonna be crafting. I'll be we heisting should, them treasures.
2: We should also talk about uh the because I think that was probably the mm. most uh you know, standout thing to me about this gameplay preview is like how not only how varied uh you know each location was, but man, like how gorgeous artistically they were as well.
1: Yeah, and that you saw a day night cycle in the work too.
2: Yeah, is that sure. uh a first time for from I think so. I think it Um, is
1: because we saw saw the game in in daytime and then we saw it at dawn and I wonder how much that is going to have effect on the gameplay too because that's usually the case when it comes to like certain games that have like a day-night cycle. Like it's always there for a reason, not just for it to look pretty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sekiro had day and night, but it wasn't a cycle. You just had certain missions that took place at night, uh, but because of story reasons, it wasn't part of the world per se. This yeah. time it
2: feels like it is a cycle. Gotcha.
0: Um but that's fantastic though. Yeah, yeah I, I
1: love the, I love the environment. I love like the kind of the rings as kind of vibe to it. Um Absolutely. It, it feels it feels familiar while also feeling different because it's so colorful. It is not as drab as like the past games. Um or <laughs> and, you know having it such a, such a specific art style like a Victorian uh, our, our architecture, like oh, Bloodborne gothic, was, or yeah. yeah, Gothic Victorian, or or, um, or, uh, or medieval,
2: was, like, yeah,
1: medieval Japan, or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't or, yeah
2: it's, feudal, feudal, it's not as disgusting Japan, yes. as Demon Souls or Bloodborne. Uh, it's yeah. actually, yeah. Like, it's actually like really pretty to look at. It's pretty,
0: and it's pretty in the way that Berserk is like, yeah, it's pretty. But get into the weeds of it. You're going to meet some horrible creatures and this environment looking at that tree from the distance. It definitely reminds me of both the coordinate and the berserk tree and how this is a world filled with positivity and negativity and how you'll see both because there's barren lands that are gray to the just to the brink brink. And, but you have also very vibrant, like, reddish, brownish, like, autumn, uh, f- like, forest, and there's a part where you can see a better angle of the forest that's, like, you see where it transitions from alive and vibrant to decaying gray, and I think it's when they're showcasing the the PvP and the invasion uh, mechanic, which, great, gotta turn that off. Wait, uh, <laughs> when... when <laughs> When I start a of, uh, of Souls game, hey, man, it's it's me. It's just me. I want to enjoy it. Then you can come fuck my game up. <laughs> but for now, no. Nah, I'm going to explore on my own accord. But yeah, my, my biggest thing, Jay, in terms of environment, is that we got to see the world, but we only got to see, like, just fragments of a main dungeon. I wonder how, like, intricate the other, like, the true dungeons are. Because I know that in the trailer we got to see, like, Like, some Bloodborne-esque, some Sekiro, like, more reminiscent dungeons. Like, the architecture varies very heavily from section to section. But at the same time, it feels like it's a part of the same world. I don't know how they're pulling that off.
2: I forget. I I remember they said it in an interview, I believe, but uh, I think they have stated, like, how many, um, like, main dungeons is going to be in the game. I want to say... I I want to say it's, like, 6. I could be wrong on that, but... uh, I think... But, yeah, I I do think that they did say it. Um, It's a lot
0: of exploration. I love it.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if there was another thing. Oh, uh, stealth is... uh, That's pretty crazy that there's crouching and stealth in this game. Um, It's it's not a big surprise because of Sekiro, honestly. Gotcha. But, like, I feel like... At least from what I've seen of Sekiro, like that definitely is like more suited to like the more like vertical and like mobile gameplay. But like I I don't know, I don't know. It's just weird imagining Dark because this at least how this game looked to me. You know from uh, on the outside looking in, it looked way more in line with like a Dark Souls uh, than a Sekiro. But like to see that style of, of you know Dark Souls gameplay with stealth it's so like i can't i can't wrap my head around it like cr- like uh, like i'm playing demon souls right now and you know the idea of me crouching you know down below and you know sneaking past enemies it just like my head does not compute with that
0: i think that because of of how the environment is and the type of game cuz it is it's more dark souls than sekiro and with sekiro it's not a surprise that the mechanic is there but it's more of a surprise of how it is implemented because I see Elden Ring, I see more Dark Souls than I see Sekiro, but in seeing the option to stealth, that's like how much freedom do you have to tackle situations in different ways? Because with Sekiro, you very much have two clear-cut ways. You either go stealth or you go swords, just mayhem. Swords
1: clashing, yeah.
0: Yeah, swords clashing. Um, But in this case, you got magic, you got stealth, you got swords clashing, you got spirits, you got Co-op, so you have multiple ways of atta- of atta- uh, tackling a situation. With Sekiro, it makes sense that there's stealth. If there wasn't stealth in Sekiro, it would have been odd as heck because you're a shinobi, and most of the game does revolve around the fact that you're infiltrating and you're you know you're sneaking past certain guards and monsters and and trying to to procure these items for your lord and being very very uh, meticulous about it. So, this mixture of Dark Souls and Sekiro, it's, it's, wel- it's a welcome one. I, I welcome it, and I'm going to be using it a heck of a lot, because there's certain moments where you just want to not fight anything, because you've died too many times, and you just want to chill for a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. what do you guys, I was going to ask, what do you guys think of, of the combat in a sense, since we're kind of talking about stealth, and that may play a part in combat? Um... Because there's there's a lot of versatility in there, man. There's some cool weapons I was seeing where, at one point, the um they had like a, a double bladed spear or oh yeah yeah a weapon, a of, yeah, yeah or like they're infiltrating the camp and stuff like that to get supplies to
2: craft their weapons. Magic looks like it's <laughs> yeah. a
1: whole nother ball game in, yeah. in this
2: one. Looks pretty in it look yeah it looks pretty insane, um in this game. Uh, there was think, uh... there, there was actually one thing that, like, um, this is kind of related to, to uh, yeah. your question, Macho. Um, you know, with the addition of the jump button. I'm, I'm not only curious to see, like, okay, like, in what ways is this going to be? Like, wh- how does that change gameplay? Or can we expect a little bit more platforming? Uh, now that the jump button is included, but now, now also that we have a dedicated jump button, I was thinking, okay, I think aerial attacks are way more, uh, like viable now than they've ever been in, uh, you know, souls games, because I've, I've never felt good doing a, a aerial attack, like, or, or dropping, dropping down on an enemy from above. Like I've never felt good doing that. Um, so the fact that now that we actually do have the ability to jump, um, i'm i'm like okay now i i actually want to to take advantage of that and do some you know aerial attacks um so yeah yeah that's that was in terms of combat that was a big uh you know thing that i took away from it and then obviously the magic i'm usually not a magic user in these games i usually always just stick with you know the knight class but um the magic seeing it how how that especially that one attack that had like arrows arrows like raining from above um there was one that the uh your companion she had like a dragon arm spewing fire yeah it um, was cool i yeah i was looking at that and i was like wait I, I, hey hold up i might i might need to i might need some magic in this
1: yeah there's there's a full Kamehameha moment where uh, they just Whistler one and all of a sudden, a huge beam of blue light just came out. And I was like, "Jesus, that looks cool, man." Um, the thing is, I, I saw that double, bl- the double-ended spear, and I was immediately game for that. But then, I would love to see if, uh, if maybe you could d- dabble into like other classes as well. Which this game seems to be the most, it, it might, it might be one of the most versatile like souls-ish games that, uh, that, that really hampers on you having a great build. Or um, a, a build that has a lot of priority to it, at least. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, those classes, if those if, classes were looking nice.
0: I wonder if there's a class that focuses more on aspects like stealth, and that you get abilities that are centered more around that. Like how in in Sekiro, when you jump above from you know from above to kill an enemy, you have an indicator whether or not you're gonna insta kill or you're just gonna do a slashing attack. So I wonder if these are if you have indicators per se or if there's animations that you can perform from a top of a cliff to an enemy that will perform like a like a s like a stealth skill a stealth kill or something. Um or if there's a class dedicated to that, or if they're just you know, we say class, but it's just more it's more so of the of the weapons that you have at hand that determine how the playstyle goes, but it's usually just the You know, the the dagger, more thief, center class. You got your pyromancer, the sorcerer, the knight. Um, I wonder how far you can take that. In terms of versatility of the weapons themselves, um, they're not going full Bloodborne, transform the weapon into a completely different um, item, but it does seem like more of the Dark Souls press L1 to do like a special attack and then it consumes mana. But I'm assuming consumes mana. One of them seemed like it pulled blood from your gut. I assume that maybe it takes vitality off. Um, I don't know. There's a lot going on the screen that I question because we don't have a HUD. I don't know what's what's sacrificing, what's getting sacrificed to do these abilities. Same as the uh, as fall damage. The the gameplay had several moments where this person jumped from just absolutely high up cliffs and did not die at all. Was this person just high level? Is there an item that doesn't, that allows you to just not take damage or little damage?
2: I saw saw that too.
0: Because in Sekiro you don't have fall damage unless it's like from super high up and then you take a little bit of damage. But there's no insta-kill from falling from high up in Sekiro. So I wonder if it's a happy medium where depending on what you have wearing, are there some boots that allow you to not take damage? Uh, there's a lot going on that's on that gameplay that I cannot wait to delve more when the game comes up. Yeah, or if we get more,
1: more yeah, of, man. Who's yeah. who's picking up that collector's edition, man?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. Hey, yo, bro, bro. If if that puppy, if that little puppy was accessible to me from a store, I would. But for some reason, the like fact that it's online only, um, I, I was gonna pick it up, but in my mind, I'm like, but, but is it worth it? I want that, that statue looks beautiful. That figure looks beautiful. But I don't know, man, I, I'm i a collector, but I, I don't know why I'm not convinced. I don't know why, man.
1: Wow, really? I, I'm, I, I saw it online I immediately pre-ordered it on Best Buy. It, oh, comes with, nice. it, it comes with that, that. It comes with an exclusive Best Buy steel book that looks awesome. Yeah. And on top of the one that comes with collection, that, that statue, man, I'm, I'm all about it. I think. I think that character, who's I think her name is Millennia. Yeah. Um, I don't know about her. I don't know what it's about her character design, but it's to me, it's like it's like so iconic. Oh. I think it's like i think it's like the the red velvet hair and like the 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 whole like like the mask and everything the the that covers her eyes and everything i don't know something about it is like really mysterious really cool man
0: you got that 2b look covering them eyes
1: oh god man she's fully clothed man y'all, perverse
0: <laughs> hey man she got she got that prosthetic My, she put on
2: why am i not I surprised she take those things off. why am i not surprised macho horn out for uh, for, oh, <laughs> for the collector's edition. For a fully clothed woman no no i was saying i was saying for the collector's <laughs> edition the collector's edition it looks cool man it looks cool the it arpa does. too come it on why, man. why am i not surprised man
1: uh, the game, <laughs> I, I gotta defend myself. All right, it comes with a soundtrack. <laughs> no, big... I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you guys are, are not super into the collection because it comes with a soundtrack, which you guys love the music for. Yes. You know? So I, I
0: don't know. It, it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like maybe in terms of of like just purchasing in the moment. Like it, when it was announced, it caught me off guard in a good way but I didn't feel like in the moment I was like I'm gonna wait a few days and then I'll, I'll probably pre-order it because I don't I don't know what it is man I'm excited as heck, but I didn't feel compelled to purchase it in the moment it doesn't mean I won't try to get it eventually because if I can get my hands on the two big things of that is the statue and the steelbook and the soundtrack. if I can get that hell oh, hallelujah but uh the the main things are the statue and the steel books mainly because I already have a, a hunter statue a secular statue now I want that elden ring statue and I'm looking for the soul of cinder statue um so I can have the the great four and then I need a demon souls uh, there's no demon soul statue I don't think yeah but I'm looking for those I'm looking for those well I mean yeah, my, it my, looks my...
1: it looks cool. It looks cool. The thing is, like, when it comes to at least for me, like, one of my inspirations for even for like fiction writing stuff like that, it comes from artworks, and oh. that's why I collected like a good number of art books and having something from basically the the from miyazaki and like his team's minds of like certain enemy design stuff like that hell yeah i'm gonna get a a art book for one of their
2: games yeah i i'm 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 just giving you shit because yeah i i obviously (laughs) i got i got the art book for horizon witcher persona 5 and uh like the original assassin's creed games when they came out so like yeah um I I honestly I actually haven't thought about this until just now, but I totally want to get like a Mass Effect one now that I'm a fan of the of the franchise. So.
1: Oh yeah. 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 So,
2: um, it, it was it was purely just like, uh, money, as to why I wasn't I wasn't getting it. But yeah, if I had if I had the income, I'm totally. I, Elden Ring are you kidding me? Yeah, I totally get it.
1: Yeah, no, the, the price tag is, is, is a little up there. It's like 190, which is, it's not not a hefty amount.
2: I'm glad
0: Jay said it. So when I, (laughs) when it was announced, I always, when I see something that I really want, I'm not the kind of person that just buys it and like worries about covering that card later. I always go instantly to my app and I'm like, all right, what's my financial situation looking like? And when I check, (laughs) in the in that bad area i don't want to go negative let me just uh wait for tomorrow wait for the next couple of days gather some stuff and then i'm a am a probably I, I don't know if i got target and best buy and, and GameStop also nearby so i don't know which one i might do uh probably best buy for that steelbook um
1: yeah no that steelbook is fire man it looks really cool with the lion on it and it's like a white steelbook uh, with mm. I think it's like some warrior on the front, uh, in front of the line. It looks cool, man. I, yeah. Elden Ring's Elden Ring's like design overall. has always had me since it was revealed. So.
0: Absolutely. I wonder, if it has a ring in it, like an old ass ring.
1: I think um, GameStop actually has like an exclusive on that, where like the if you pre-order it, you get like a collector's like Elden Ring or something like that. I forgot what it was. You gotta look it up though.
0: Interesting gotcha. I wonder if this like if this is just a sequel to Lord of the Rings and like the world just went to chaos <laughs> cuz like the ring just shattered the one true ring and now you're just collecting the pieces for Sauron or some shit.
1: I mean, so, George R.R. Martin was inspired by Lord of the Rings, so
0: hey man, maybe this is this is this is a, a dream sequence of Game of Thrones too. Maybe this is when <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> I don't know who's seen game, but like when Ned met that fate, maybe this is just his eternal slumber. I don't know.
2: That'd uh, be yeah. funny. Um. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm I'm struggling over here, man. I'm fighting a boss. I'm struggling. Oh no. Uh, and it's goddamn one of the easiest bosses in the, in this game. Um. All right, man. So yeah, that was that was Elden Ring. I think I think we we gave it its due diligence. Uh, so we can sure. move on. Um, yeah, man. So uh, very excited for for Elden Ring. Uh, when do you guys know when the uh, preview or the test is uh, coming uh, that people can actually get to play it?
1: it should be this month i think it was sometime the second week of november
2: i want to say it could have,
1: it could be this weekend i don't know okay. I, I didn't get an email for the closed beta unfortunately or a closed network test uh, to join it so but i've seen a lot <laughs> of other people be i seen a lot of other people being like yeah i got something really exciting to show you guys and like
2: yeah yeah shut up <laughs> <laughs>
1: man get damn. me upset on a friday night like yeah, man. Out of here, man.
2: damn idiots um
0: <laughs> november november 12 13 and
2: 14. oh uh, okay cool 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 um but uh yeah man so uh let us move on to uh i guess we could talk about uh What's it called uh Spider Man being the uh avengers finally uh, what was it november 30th right is when it's coming yeah yeah okay yeah it's coming hot man I, I, coming that's that, hot. that's what i'm saying yeah for for sure uh very interesting uh you know because i felt like I, I i don't know like i it because it, it felt it almost felt like correct me if i'm wrong it almost felt like this thing wasn't coming out this year that that was going to be delayed and then just randomly like i I feel like they didn't even really like announce it like people had to like look on that you know big roadmap thing that they posted and then people were like oh spider-man's there on the on the 30th like i don't know it it felt really quiet like i feel like uh spider-man coming to uh avengers should be this big thing that you're you know touting you know shouting from the rooftops right but then it it felt like it was just kind of like buried in in that you know roadmap uh post that's that
1: specifically i don't know there's 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 definitely some drama going on between square and crystal dynamics uh which i it it does tie into that report that annual report that squaring's put out where saying that uh, avengers was disappointing oh yeah um, which I'll actually add to that as well. Uh, VGC did, did good job reporting it, man. Your headline was really inflammatory, where um, a we're lot of people sad. were just—it was. They were basically saying how that um, Square Enix was blatantly saying that. Crystal Dynamics was quote unquote the wrong fit for Avengers, which is not really what they were saying. They're just saying that they didn't choose the right. Which I don't know, like the, the headline, which is a lot more inflammatory than what like what was actually being said, which you is that know. they messed up and that they did they chose the wrong team to do this game as a service model, that they chose it wrong, not that that Crystal Dynamics was the wrong fit, but. It's semantics, but at the same time, it, yeah. it, it points out to what they're saying that yeah, they they messed up in their decision to um, give this title to Crystal Dynamics, um, at least for like the model they were going for. Yeah. So, I it, so I feel like them just pushing out like the roadmap in like a really random tweet that those kind of buried that Skyrim is coming was sort of like, uh, it was sort of kind of just like a nonchalant way of being like, let's just do what we gotta do just to get it out there. At <laughs> like, at this at this point who cares? Like cuz the game's not doing well and and Square Enix is obviously not happy. Um and I I have no idea if this is going to be like really the last piece of, you know, a big update for Avengers because it's it's really not hitting, man. What
2: what do you do you think Sony like it, what what are they thinking? Do you think that they're like happy that they spent the money for this, you know, exclusive deal? Or do like do they even really? Because I I feel like is this really anything that you know that they should have really spent like a ton of money to go out and and secure? You know you know where I'm where I'm going with this like I, I, yeah. I, I don't know man. Yeah. Is it no, really worth I, it? I,
1: I, uh, Avengers, uh, like you know in, what I in, in, in hindsight, no, right because. Well, the thing is that you would think Avengers would be, you know, the top selling game and, and people would be completely engaged with it because it's Avengers. You know, it's, one, it's a popular franchise. I think for, for Sony, what really matters to them is the fact that Spider-Man is tied to their console. Like when you think of Spider-Man games, you think of PlayStation now because of what they've done. Yeah. So and this just kind of drives it home where like you want Spider-Man content, guess where you got to go? So for them, they probably, they probably don't care. <laughs> they probably really don't care at this point because it's it's already on Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics to do what they got to do with it, and if they're not they're not supplying, then oh well. Yeah. We still, yeah. Got, we, still we still we still can say that Spider-Man is on our console. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, but yeah. That I was just I was just something that I, I was thinking about. Um, but uh also this this is kind of a a a tangent um well i don't know if you noticed uh in demon souls when you kill all of the bosses in the first archstone the uh bulletaria archstone because like all those bosses are based off of like uh i think like knights or whatever like sir alfred is you know the the tower knight um the uh, penetrator is like a another, you know, legendary warrior that once you once you kill those bosses, uh, their original human forms, like as they start to fade away, you can actually see their original human form within the um you know, the kind of like blue particles that uh goes back into your body once you collect the souls. Um so yeah, you can actually make out like their silhouettes so of like what they originally looked like uh before they turned into a demon. It's it's a really really cool detail that blue point added for for the remake that wasn't in the original um that's
0: actually kind of insane
2: yeah that sounds
0: yeah. holy shit
2: yeah it's it's <laughs> actually pretty spooky to be honest
0: the detail on that though it's like the, but it's yeah and it's it's kind of sad cuz you see them revert back to their normal but then they're dead and they're inside of you
2: yeah yeah they're still yeah they're still dead yeah um Dang. It's
0: like,
2: yeah yeah nice. um but yeah, that's that's uh, Spider Man. Uh, for I'm really interested to see how he is going to play, um, you know, in comparison to like the other characters um, in in that game. Uh, Get
0: ready for the comparisons with Insomniacs, for sure.
2: Yeah, I uh,
1: that's that's what I'm not looking forward to. But, but the thing is, like, I don't know, man. They, well, what makes a lot, we're getting a lot of comparisons to Guardians of the Galaxy now because obviously that's like the the hot game from Marvel and it's actually really good. It's just like what Avengers missed completely was it like having a lot of heart in its game, um, and just having these characters kind of jump out of the screen that Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man just nail. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's that's a big part of it too, and honestly, with a character like Spider-Man, it's it's going to be a little disheartening to see if like if he falls in that same vein, you know. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm
0: I'm very worried because we already have a a game center around the character and and it and it blew it out of the park in terms of of making you feel you know, it's a meme, but making you feel like Spider-Man like truly. So, I wonder if it'll feel like we go back to the more like archaic games, like more the GameCube era, and like more not jank but clunky mechanics. and 'cause because if I'm being honest, the Spider-Man Insomnia game, whenever I play it, it it feels just it feels like it's an extension of a controller. The way that he moves and and fights and and swings, <laughs> I'm I'm worried that once people get their hands on the new one. Uh, of uh, the Avengers games, it's not going to, like, hold up at all. And and I'm worried for that. I'm worried that the comparisons will deter a potentially, like, fantastic addition to a not-too-hot game currently, you know?
2: I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, people are... If, if they actually... End up liking the Avengers Spider-Man, like in, in terms of like his character and like how he sounds and how he looks, more than the Insomniac one because I feel like people right now are down on you know uh, Insomniac Spider-Man because of the the remodel of his face. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised right. if you know, in, 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 yeah. <laughs> almost like in, in spite of like the the Insomniac change, that they're like, oh, this one looks way better than. What Insomniac did?
1: Yeah, that 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 change was really weird. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah,
2: I know, I know, I know. They Yuri's have their, still, their reasons, but yeah, I, I still prefer the old yeah. the old one.
0: And Yuri, the Yuri, I think is like in a in a in a line of many many reincarnations of the character. Yuri is like one of the few that truly like encapsulates what Peter Parker is, at least that specific era of a Peter Parker. Because I feel like every Spider-Man has done some good to their version of the Spider-Man, but that one felt like iconic for that specific role in that specific era of a Spider-Man. So yeah. I wonder how this one will turn out. I mean, hey, maybe it's maybe it's good. I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna be bad. Maybe it's like compared in the internet standards. Maybe it's like, yeah, if if they if they say it's better than the other one out of spite, that's not gonna hold out very much, very long. People are gonna enjoy it the first month and then drop it, but I hope that it lasts.
1: Yeah, because the gameplay is not really—it's not that great, man. Mm. At least like like face value, like it's like I was, there's a lot of depth to it, but as far as like it feeling like as as good as other Spider-Man games, yeah, it's 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 not. <laughs> I could say that playing the, the actual campaign and playing through the Black Panther DLC, where like everybody loved the Black Panther DLC and the expansion, it's, that didn't really move the needle for the game.
2: um yeah so we should talk about i mean i don't know if we really have much to say in regards to uh call of duty vanguard but uh those reviews reviews came out and it feels so weird that i feel like this is like the quietest like call of duty launch that i've seen in like a really really long time like, I feel like, much much in the same way of how I felt about Guardians, how that release date just, like, snuck up on us, I feel the same way about Call of Duty, like, it really just feels like it came out of nowhere. Like, I, I feel like Call of Duty is, like, this big event where, you know, everyone knows when it's coming out, but, like, this one, it really just felt like, you know, it, it like, uh, just, just put it out. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah it it really feels like it flew under the radar but then reviews came out and it's like uh it's another call of duty game
1: yeah i've seen a couple people play it and it looks it looks pretty good um i i personally i'm not gonna play it but i mean from what i've seen people like the campaign and are okay with the multiplayer but yeah it's it is really weird how quiet it it, it was when it was released
2: it was very off-putting i'm not gonna lie yeah for sure um, but, um, yeah, it, it does, yeah, graphically, you know, those games always look good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Walt, you don't have anything to, to add about, uh, Vanguard? Uh,
0: not really, I mean, it, yeah, technically, uh, great looking, it looks like it plays well, uh, the cast, obviously, you know, for Call of Duty, and nothing less than, uh titans like laura bailey um other than that man it seems like what i've seen the reception is more in the lines of this is a good like like a good like gap filler while we get the next big one like this will this will be enough maybe to like entertain the masses for a bit until we get the next big proper title mm-hmm. um but other than that it I don't think I'll be playing it uh, last time I got a call of duty. I was gifted the call of duty and I played it like heck But it was because you know I, a lot of friends were playing it at the time but right now I don't have there's not many people that play it and I don't know uh, Got other games to focus on and more extensive games. Yeah, that's
2: fair uh,
1: All I gotta say is that there are other first-person shooters coming out in the next couple months that uh, uh you got the layup man. You got the layup. All you guys is just
2: make the basket. <laughs> Battlefield, I guys I'm rubbing my hands, man. I'm rubbing my hands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was gonna say because Call
1: of Duty, absolutely just seems like it's flying under the radar for, for multiple reasons. But yeah, this is just—it's so weird because we were all like, "Yeah, Call of Duty's gonna dominate," as it I, always does. I but mean, it probably will. It probably know. still will.
2: I don't know, man. There's a lot of hype about other ones. We'll see. I mean, come we'll on, see. come on. It's it's still gonna sell 20 million units, and it's oh, first yeah. month. it's it's
1: gonna sell, yeah. But as far as like what people were actually more excited for, oh, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. other ones. I feel, yeah, like, I feel like, like Halo Infinite and Battlefield are absolutely at the top of their game right now. It bro, can take it's, like,
0: it. it's like Apple. Like people, people love Apple. It sells millions, but who who talks about it? Like we know Apple's good. Like we don't, we we'll don't talk about it. We we'll don't yeah. talk about the iPhone
2: um know. let's talk about uh playstation investing in devolver digital uh so devolver actually just went uh public recently and um yeah so it was revealed that uh playstation invested uh they now have like a five percent stake in the company now um so this is really Smart. cool man this is really cool i Smart. i i, I want to see them do this with Anna Perna as well because I really love the games that Anna Perna publishes. But um yeah, what was what oh, was your guys' are you kidding me? Yeah man. That game looks <laughs> that game looks cool. Man. Solar Ash is coming out soon. Yeah, come on man. man oh,
1: you don't... miss me you miss me you miss me being walking like a cat in the streets, man. I don't know what that's all about.
2: I bet you that's gonna be that's gonna be a damn good game, man. Don't don't <laughs> don't mess don't mess with Anna Perna, man. They know what they're doing. Oh, I don't know, know and, the a, it did well
1: too, and the pathless is a did well too the
2: pathless is a great game man
1: oh and uh, the pathless Anna yeah I
2: didn't know that don't know. um so was uh what remains of Edith Finch
0: yeah, I was about to say uh and that weird weird ass card game first person card game um white something um neon white
2: neon um. White. Let's, okay, so let's uh, let me let me let me give you some some examples. Uh, Outer Wilds, Warmaids of Edith Finch, Stray, which is coming out. Uh, Gorogoa, sonar Wild Hearts, uh, 12, oh, that one's great. Twelve Minutes, which was you know it was whatever. Uh, the Pathless, uh, Kentucky Route Zero, which is a fantastic game. Uh, Maquette that which uh, came out earlier this year. Gone Home. Uh good game. S- Solar Ash Florence Um and I think those are pretty much like some of the big ones. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh like come on man. Enterprint burning the, they know what they're doing. Come on now. Yeah they got ah. good.
1: Wow, that sounds like a lot of games that I haven't played. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I
2: wonder why, because your 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 taste your taste of games is, is questionable, man. I wonder why. I,
1: don't, I mean, I played so I played one of those, and Gone Home was uh that was that was a
2: snoozer. Play play what remains of Edith Finch, man. Do yourself a favor and, and play that. If there's one, if there is one Annapurna game, uh, that you need to play in your lifetime, play that one. Mm. Mm. Oh man, I don't like. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, like the sound of that.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's not. It's not gonna be an immediate one. But if I see, if, it, <laughs> if I see it in my if I see it in my, I think it was a PS Plus game. If I'm not if I'm not uh, mistaken. No, I don't but know. if I see if I if I see in there, and I'll, and I'll I'll download it. I'll, I'll check it out. But but yeah, it's I, I, all those games I have not played. Just, just absolutely no interest in. But, um, and the God one I did damn. play was Gone Home, and I was just, like, not, I was, I was not about it. I was like, it's whatever. I finished it, but it, I just was not caring for it at all. God
2: damn, put down, put down, yeah. uh, FF14 for 10 minutes and play something else, man. What's yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, I'm playing Tales of Arise. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, all right. Um... All right, so go uh, back to Devolver
1: Digital. Yeah, yeah. Go go ahead.
2: Yeah, go ahead and tell me what's what's your thoughts about this.
1: I mean, it's smart, man. Devolver Digital has been putting games on the map for how long now? I mean, they, they like, Gene uh, alluded to it last week that like he they he they have made some of his favorite games. So um they're just not out of the park with like what they're publishing. So places and recognizes that, and just like, hey man, let's t- <laughs> it's it's uh I w- we want to invest in you, man, because you you put on some good games now. Um, but yeah, I think it's smart, man, because Devolver Digital is definitely a, a worthy publisher to partner with and make investments in. So I think it's a smart move.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I second that. Yeah, I mean, it no doubt Devolver not only ga- you know in terms of of sales and, and development of games and design. They they make some of the most I think iconic video games that are out there in terms of the indie space. And and when it comes to their marketing, it is just bananas. And it's especially when it comes to the showcasing their games and, and their um like an E three and whatnot and just the, the bad shit lore that they have going on and and I, I love how they're they're very much they don't take themselves seriously in that regard but they are very serious when it comes to video game development and design and and the mammoths that they put out uh, and i'm glad that playstation is recognizing that i mean hey playstation playstation can do some things they, they do some things well too man and people talk shit and they, they do that good shit they do that good investment. <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad this is, this is going on uh especially now with devolver you know mainly a lot of these games you can get on pc uh and playstation entering that space more uh can't wait to see what comes of it you know Maybe you
1: get some more collabs in that regard. More, more yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure PlayStation felt some sort of way. We're like, wait, that store is on hmm. our console when it releases. Hmm. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold
0: up. Wait a minute. Yeah, bring we'll, that we'll,
1: here to the ps yeah. Store <laughs> Yeah, to like six months. right I think it six. It was a six-month exclusive for Xbox and yeah. PC. No. Yeah, so they're they're probably like, come man.
2: Like, come, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Um. Yeah. Good yeah. Stuff. yeah. yeah definitely um all right so we what else did you uh want to talk about macho
1: i wanted to bring up game of the year candidates fellas uh the reason why i wanted to touch on this because uh, uh a notable racing game came out in the past week for early access people and that was forza horizon 5 which is having praising and glowing reviews, which is to no one's surprise because Playground Graves does amazing work with the Forza series. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter come across saying that this this needs to be a Game of the Year candidate because of what Playground has done and what they're doing with the racing genre and how it's pushing it forward and everything like that. And I thought it was an interesting topic I wanted to bring up to you guys of what constitutes a Game of the Year candidate. We all have our personal favorites, right? We all have our top tens at the end of the year, and what was our favorite experiences. But I think it's an interesting touch uh, to to go with, and on what really constitutes a game of the year. Like, are we talking about pushing the medium forward? Is it are we specifically talking about graphics, or like was it that we're really hitting the nail on, especially when it comes to what the critics are thinking because you said before j how it's like jrpgs are kind of weird when it comes to the game of the year they don't get awards, respect man. like that
2: they never they never get nominated aside from like persona they that's why you'll, you won't see i can guarantee you you won't see tales or smt5 nominated for game of the year even though they deserve it they won't be nominated this year just because people don't play them well i should say not I, I journalists don't really play them. A lot of them don't. So that's yeah. why, yeah. yeah, that's why you won't they, see so, so, And
1: and, that, and that's to the point of Forza Horizon Five, right? Where so many people are saying it's a great racing game. It's one of the best games that of the year. This, that, and the third. But racing genre is pretty niche, man. Mm. It's accessible, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it's niche because it's, it 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 favors and it caters to a very hardcore audience that loves cars and loves racing games and stuff like that. Um, so with that said, you know all the stuff that it does do, right? Right? Obviously the graphics are insane. Apparently some gameplay additions and improvements that make it more than just a racing game. Does it constitute a game of the year candidate for like a racing game? And with that said, uh, you know what? What what constitutes what constitutes a game of the year for you guys? Um, I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. Um, I, uh, I guess I guess I'll kick it off just to kind of give you guys a framework of like uh, what I'm working uh, here, because for me, like what a game of the year is, is something that pushes the pushes the medium forward and and or at least a genre forward in a way that hasn't been done before. So one of the one of the reasons for that for me was Monster Hunter World. When it came out, that was a game that your candidate for me because of what it was doing in its gameplay design, what it was doing in interactivity, co-op, right? All that stuff was funneling into this into this game that, for, in my eyes, was absolutely pushing a genre forward that we haven't seen before. I can say the same thing with It Takes Two, where we don't see a lot of co-op games, but what it does in game design and pacing and story and music and everything in that latter, was pushing the genre forward in ways we didn't think about before, or we haven't seen before, or creativity we haven't really touched on yet, or haven't seen it for a long time. And the same thing for me could be said for Final Fantasy VII remake, pushing the quality of JRPGs forward. So that that's kind of like where my framework is, where I'm thinking about game of the year of like what's pushing the genre forward, what's pushing the industry forward in ways we haven't seen before, and that's. Really hitting on all cylinders when it comes to what it's accomplishing.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. It's for me. Obviously, this answer is going to be different for everyone. Like I'm sure, yeah. uh, Force of uh, Horizon Five is going to be game of the year for a ton of people. Um, But for me, it's really the total package. It's just like whatever. um, You know, I'm, I'm a guy who really values like stories. So like for me, something like Kentucky Route Zero can easily be uh game of the year for me because you know that story hit me so hard um that's that's you know something that uh and this that game didn't come out this year but i'm just using it as, as an example like that story was so memorable to me it has to be something that just like like left the biggest impression on on or impact on me personally so yeah it could be something as out there as kentucky route zero or it could be something as big as last of us part two where it really did hit on you know gameplay and story and visuals and characters and performances and accessibility um music um so yeah i don't know it's 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 a it's a tough question because um yeah i don't know i I guess it really it's just you know whatever just left the biggest uh, uh impression on me
0: yeah and i think that It's not so much, in a lot of people's cases, they go very technical, they go very objective, quote-unquote. And they look at, you know, in Jason's instance, for him, it clicks on all cylinders because that's what he values. But there's people that even though they don't necessarily go into a game expecting a phenomenal score, if they try to analyze it objectively, they'll elevate it to contender game of the year however another game that the music was more in tune to what their taste was they'll see it as a lesser contender just because they analyzed it through uh, through a lens that's more on par with like let's say like an oscar nomination where you will have movies that you enjoy more more cinematic you know endgame infinity war but then you know that the nominations are gonna include movies more like the irishman you know Back in the day, more like Goodfellas, more in the terms of Pulp Fiction, more art pieces than the movies that you actually enjoyed on your time. In this case, what constitutes a game of the year? In my case, for me, uh, like Jay, I value story, but if there's something that really, really resonates with me, and I won't know it until I hear it, it's the music, and I don't go into it analyzing it i don't go into it with a with a mind to dissect it piece by piece if the music is you know the lack of a better term if it's hitting if it's clicking if it if it's if i'm vibing that'll elevate the experience more for me which is why games like again persona 5 games like god of war games like even sekiro or 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 games as subtle as as resident evil 2 remake where a, a predominant score, but the, the sound design the the audio cues the for me um, Audio design and music and score anything that has to do with 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 hearing and with with listening to it it That's what elevates for me a game and because at the end of the day It's how the game made me feel and not so much what I remembered of the game. I cannot tell you like Verbatim the the story beats of Hollow Knight, you know, I know What the premise is but I can't remember exactly the boss fights But I can definitely let you know that I had a hard time and then and, and it was epic And I had a great time and I had lots of fun and I would go back to it even if I don't remember it But it's because I remember how it made me feel not so much what I played not saying that's a forgettable game It's just that there's so many games that I'm not gonna remember all of them um, in terms of Forza I think Forza falls in line with a premium art package and that if it's analyzed objectively it's definitely a game of the year contender because what it does it does so excellently but yeah. is it is it a niche title absolutely why I, I although, disagree
2: with that I don't think that I don't think Forza I don't think GT are are like niche any in the in the same way that sports when, like NBA Two K or Madden are are niche like everyone plays say, I, these games.
0: When I when I say niche, I, I'm not referring more to like if I say Katana Zero, that's a niche game all around. Like who no one can not everyone can talk about Katana Zero or like uh, adore Katana Zero, but when it comes to niche, I mean more in terms of what is is considered a a game. A, a proper game overall. Because in Forza you don't have you don't have story, right? I mean do you do? But you're not that's not what you go to it for. You go for the cards, you go for the customization, you go for the visuals. You go for You go for the uh the the quality of, of the technical performances. You know, when I when I say niche maybe niche is not the correct word. I mean more of a it's, it's not It's as very popular. specific.
1: It's very, it's very, very specific.
0: specific. That's, that's the case. It's more specific because with uh, example, sleeping dogs, sleeping dogs has story. It has combat. It has racing. It has stealth. It has martial arts. It has a lot of categories within it, but it doesn't, and it can be qualified more for a game of the year because it, it, it captures a, a broader like appeal. I think with Forza Horizon being so specific you fall in in in, in a hole where uh, you rely on that fan base and on the journalists that actually connect with the game to bring it up to game of the year contender uh, but unlike you know when you have games like Last of Us or, or, or uh, Tales of Arise or games that have more subcategories within them uh, I think there are more qualified for Game of the Year contender than, than Forza. But I think Forza is Game of the Year contender because of what it does and it does so well. However, I don't know if that's being realistic, if it'll be a if if it'll even win. It's if, interesting it, it, it's it, interesting
2: yeah. because it's not like you're gonna see this game nominated for best narrative or best character or best exactly. music or you know best action title uh action uh game of the year best rpg um so like i personally like i don't know that would be a tough sell for me but at the same time if it's a game that you had the most fun in in 2021 then absolutely then yeah it's gonna be a game exactly. of the year for, for some people like exactly. uh for me like like persona 5 like i i still think about that game you know four or five years later um, because it was, you know, my 100 hours spent in that game. You know, I enjoyed every second of it. You know, I think about the pres- how that game was presented, uh, its art style, obviously the characters, the story, just the emotional journey and roller coaster that you go through within that 100 hours is unlike many other titles, and that was absolutely the game of that year for me. Much in the same way that you know, The Witcher 3 was, and and. 2015 so you know to me those are games that are like bar none you know game of the year uh you know types of material um and it's funny because like in 2021 like what what is that like what does that look like you know for me in in this year and then like i think about like Man, like, Hitman 3, like, I I would not compare that game to, you know, a God of War, or a Hitman 3, or, or a Witcher 3, or, you know, a Persona 5, or a Last of Us Part 2, but it was absolutely the game that I had the most fun with this year, it was absolutely the game I probably spent the most amount of time with this year, and it didn't have, you know... The best story it didn't have the best characters or the best music right like in a bunch of those categories the best action right in a bunch of those categories it probably doesn't and shouldn't be even nominated for those things but just in terms of fun factor and and gameplay absolutely that's a game of the year contender for me um so it's 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 really weird man i i don't i don't really know how to answer that that question um but yeah I don't know it's 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 weird yeah
0: yeah it it's it's it's, it's experiences
1: yeah 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 it's 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 just interesting because I, like when I see people bring it up and a lot of people are are, are commenting on like what their critics are gonna really nominate for game of the Year and stuff like that and it'll be a shame if Forza did didn't get in it, if it's a shame if tales are rising get it um or any like any other indies or even death store or something like that um which is more than possible of winning game of the year because Hayes was absolutely one of those walking dead from Telltale is absolutely one of those, right? Where like Walking Dead Telltale is not, it was not a master of gameplay in its department, but it's still won because of the, the different and varied experience it provided. Um, and it was top notch from from that year. So uh, it's, it'll be interesting just to see like whenever a racing game like Forza does get nominated for game of the year because of what it's doing um, versus all the other games that people are, are absolutely um, you know crazy about. So I, I it was just an interesting conversation. I wanted to bring up. I want to see what you guys take on that. But uh, it's, it'll be cool to see. You know what is nominated because I think a lot of people have a lot of different arguments for a lot of different games this year.
2: So yeah, it'd be interesting what actually makes it makes it round. That's twenty twenty one in a nutshell, man. Like I said earlier, that I feel like this year more than any other is it just feels like a wild card. Um, I like. I I wouldn't be like. Honestly, I, I don't think aside from maybe like Metroid, I don't think that there's any like safe like locks for uh game of the year nominees uh for the Game Awards later this year. Um, that could be that could be just me, but like I I feel like that's how like like there's been a ton of like you know qu- like quote unquote like good games, but I'm not sure if there's been like you know like a definitively like know spectacular you know like 10 out of 10 experience this year like this year feels like it's it's been like a bunch of like eight out of 10s across the board um that's fair and
0: honestly i
2: except for mass effect 3 that's a 10 out of 10
0: (laughs) i'll take a bunch of eight out of 10s over like three 10s because it, it allows for it allows me to explore more genres and games that i i wouldn't have touched otherwise so this is good that that it's interesting how how the pandemic and all the circumstances made made for these games to be good you know you don't have masterpieces because they are as they should be rare you know you had yeah. uh, you had you have years where you have three or four masterpieces considered uh, I don't know if that's cap, or if that's legit, but a masterpiece should be that, a masterpiece. And who knows? game of, not saying the Game of the Year winner is is a masterpiece, but it is the, the I guess, more generally approved uh, winner. Uh, at least by the standards of the Game Awards. You know, BAF does have other ones, the Goldens have other ones, um, the Gold Joysticks. Uh, I don't know. It... We'll see. We'll
1: see. Maybe Fortnite wins. <laughs> oh, no. Stop. <laughs> no, I mean, with, and now that you say that, well, like, out of all the games i play this year and all the ones I love this year, the one that would, I would really consider a masterpiece mm. would be It Takes Two. If it Takes Two,
0: yeah. Mm.
1: Like, yeah. honestly, and that game... you're not that the only game, one. There's a lot yeah. of people that consider that. Yeah, that that game is it's definitely, it's definitely a different... I don't know, there, it, was, it, was, it definitely ascended the ranks in, in ways that I just did not expect. And even from game, my, some of my favorite games of this year, which was obviously Tales of Arise, Last Judgments being up there, Resident Evil Village, right? All these games doing amazing things and uh, are just masters of the craft and absolutely executing in game design. But something, there's a magic with It Takes too, man, that I have not experienced before. And um, I feel like if there's anything that needs to be Game of the Year, that would, I would I would honestly be really upset if that's not at least nominated for game of the year. Honestly, like personally,
2: I I would be surprised if it was. I would be ple- I want them to. I would be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's one that's one game I feel like that might get snubbed, and, and that's one thing I'm not going to be happy about. I think I think it's early release date is certainly not doing it any favors either. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I think it takes two. Uh, falls into to that category of that that uh, and, uh, Animal Crossing did, where because of the circumstances, uh, people were left in a situation where that game uh, clicked better, if that makes sense. Because people were still inside because of you know pandemic and whatnot. So who who did they have to play with? Their friends or loved ones or family members. So what better a game to enjoy than a, a co-op game and and. An, and in that, a, a fantastic co-op game. So, Animal Crossing yeah, didn't fair. win, but it was definitely considered uh, for for some for, from some uh, prices. Uh, it takes two. I see it takes two winning. I and I, I not and that's and that's because there's no cl- care, clear-cut winner. I see it takes two winning. I can definitely see other games winning. Um, maybe there's unexpected ones. Maybe there's some cap ones now that we call cap and they win.
1: Maybe, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. like, there's, like, there's certain, certain games I just, I just do not see winning Game of the Year, and yeah, there's a couple of them, but I won't name them. Just to, yeah, no, yeah,
2: no hate.
0: Maybe, no, maybe, maybe, maybe we got some. Maybe, maybe Jet the Far Shore wins. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what, what. It'll be, it
2: will we'll be, see. it will be a goddamn. <laughs> Actually, it'll be uh, hell. Hell will freeze over, before Deathloop won. Let me just say that. Bro, let me tell you. I can see that happening. <laughs> macho, I can Cause, cause
0: <laughs> Macho, I could be crazy, but I definitely see Deathloop winning. I definitely see Deathloop. And I do, I, I do and
2: too, I don't, unfortunately. And I don't
0: support. I, I don't, I'm not agreeing with that decision, but I, I, I can. If someone asks me, who do you think is going to win? All right. Do you want me to go cap or not? Don't go cap. Okay, Deathloop.
1: I feel like it... honestly like I, I see I see Returnal winning before I see Deathloop winning. Hell no. Oh, oh absolutely, oh God, absolutely. I mean I I again haven't played Deathloop, but man, that gameplay for Deathloop looks nothing it looks like a step
2: below what Returnal was doing. I mean, yes, but let's let's keep listen. in let's keep in mind that you know Returnal is a very difficult game, and let's keep in mind the the people <laughs> the people that are voting for for these things. <laughs> you know, no, no shade man. no shade, but let's. Oh let's man, let's, let's, are you are, you
1: are you saying that's not are you saying that's not as great of a game because it's not like another
2: game that's in this
1: past? Is that what you're saying? I mean,
2: let me let me let me let me put let me speak plainly here. <laughs> If if these journalists couldn't finish the game, then there's no way that they're going to that they're going to be able to vote for it. as that prior. not they
0: adding or they just added a safe feature? That's true, oh maybe like, yeah.
2: That's true. Maybe maybe some co- people will go back to it.
0: Yeah, man. Now you'll have that I forgot the name of the feature, but yeah, you can essentially just leave it on lock and like exit the game and continue later. So I mean that man, doesn't, it it doesn't make the me. game. It, that doesn't
2: get, me. it doesn't make the game any like too much easier. It Doesn't make it but, easier, but yeah. it gives you time
0: to to chill and think about what it is, and then continue it. You know? Yeah, sure.
1: I'm sure everybody wants to. I'm sure everybody wants a discovery mode for that game. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Hey man, hey, we got time before the game awards. Y'all should try it and then put in your votes and then decide if it's content or not. <laughs>
2: It's not gonna happen.
1: I mean, I, that that kind of that kind of bleeds into the other topic that we want to touch on real quick. Jay was uh, SMT reviews, man. Yeah, it's uh... a it's a it's a it's a it's a game without the heart of Persona.
2: <laughs> why? Why? Let, let me just let, let me let me just say this. Let me just say this. Why? <laughs> And I'm I'm actually gonna take the opposite. I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate, and I'm gonna Whoa, take the man. the opposite uh, approach to probably what you guys were expecting. Why why are SMT or, or I guess Atlas fans in general like why are they so like bothered by this? Like it's just some guy's opinion like, you know what I mean? It's just some guy's opinion. Like who cares? You know, but like they were they were making this thing like trend. Always. They were just making this this you know. Yeah,
1: they made persona trend. They did. Yeah,
2: they quote I mean, tweeted that review like uh oh, like uh, over a thousand times. Like, are you guys kidding me? Like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, like 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 I it's just, it's just so weird to me. Like, who cares, it, it's, man? It's
0: more it's more like a like when you when you see a kid talk about like. Oh my god! I can't wait to own a house and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, boy. Okay, yeah. It's that. It's that easy. It's that easy. Yeah, you'll get a mortgage and everything. It's like you listen to this kid, to this dude, whatever, this person, and 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 it, you clearly see that you don't. It, they don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it, people that get bothered it's the same people that get bothered when when someone trash talks their K-pop like favorite dancer or singer. And they just go and and in, in droves and trend some BS
2: idol Or whatever, but then it's like that shouldn't change your. If you truly love, you know, that K-pop band or whatever, then you know someone else's opinion shouldn't sway your yeah. opinion ab- about it's, them. You yeah, know. It's, it's You know how many like times those... Jay shit
1: talking of hearts? I'm just like, two right, <laughs> exactly. shits what this man says about Hearts. Exactly. It,
0: it's almost <laughs> like these people are fake fans or something.
2: No, oh. but like, but like, but like, at the same time, these fake people outrage. haven't played SMT5 yet, you know. So yeah, like, fake outrage. So like, for all intents and purposes, hey, maybe it is Persona without the heart, you know? I mean, you, they, the they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't <laughs> know. The,
0: these people are insane. Cause like, <laughs> like, let's say, let, no, that's the thing. Like, let's let's take it at face value. Yeah, let's give them the the the. Let's prove he's right. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I can safely say. Shin has no. It doesn't have the heart that persona does. Of course it doesn't. Why y'all capping it in Twitter? Like, don't, it's so don't, funny. Don't, don't <laughs> pretending so funny. that you're going to start SMT5 and go fucking life will change and freaking wake up. Get up, get out there. No, bitch, it's the apocalypse. You're dying. It's dark as heck. There's rock music in the back. You're dying a hundred times because it's hard as heck. This ain't Persona. You ain't going to your teacher and asking her for some for some love. You're not going with your maid outfit and and pretending that. No man, come on, come on. This like, ain't yeah. fun times.
2: All, all all I'm saying is that like this isn't as agree or this isn't even slightly. As egregious as the right. uh, Miles Morales, uh, w- with all the swagger of a black teen, you know, <laughs> Bruh. It's, it, and people and people people are making it out like it's that bad. I'm just like, let's hold, let's hold your horses, man. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Hold no, it's uh, like
1: the way I see it. And to kind of play devil's advocate, it's like if a reviewer was taking a Kingdom Hearts game, and they're like, well, it doesn't have the edginess of Final Fantasy. And that's why it's getting a lower score. I've been like, all right, then th- what are you really looking for if you're reviewing this game and saying that? So I can kind of like see where some Fs&T fans are are kind of really uh, uh, salty just on the re- on reviewer's notes, regardless of what the score was, which was a great score. Um, the reviewer's notes saying like, yeah, it's not as great as like, as uh as the Final Fantasy games. But you know, it's it's a good it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I'll be like, it's not Game March is not trying to be Final Fantasy. Nor is SMT trying to be like Persona. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Purpose it, it's they should have they should go, Oh, why is Persona trying to be like SMT? That's the whole point. It's a spin off. It's a spin-off title. Persona yeah. was made
1: Yeah, it's the other way around. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. the other way around actually. It, it,
0: yeah. they they were trying to cater to a broader audience because SMT is so damn like edgy. It's like the whole point of the existence of, of why Persona was born. And look at that, the mammoth. It, it, ironically, Persona has become a more popular title or franchise than SMT has. But that's because SMT is a, like has a more niche like uh, appeal.
1: It's more that's hardcore. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's more, more hardcore. hardcore.
0: It's harder. No matter it's like, no
1: matter what I see about Shin Megami Tensei, people always say that it's harder
0: it's harder and it legit yeah. it is it's like comparing um dark souls to bloodborne i i definitely think dark souls is easier than bloodborne i think that's that just makes sense for me because bloodborne in this case is the shin Tensei. dark souls is the is the persona but that's because it just appeals to more audience because it's easier to play and that's fine but shin Tensei, no nah, bro uh-uh. apocalypse it's apocalypse demons and angels ain't no personas here these are legit demons <laughs> these are legit demons uh but yeah man it, it makes sense but that's cap <laughs>
2: uh, that's cap <laughs> yeah it's uh it's yeah, yeah, it's man. interesting man Oh, yeah, I, I thought the
1: outreach was hilarious, just of how people were just
2: being like, "This reviewer sucks." Like, and, I'm just like, "Bro," what? and then even Atlas's Twitter account like got into it as well. I'm like, All right, come on, man. Like, let's 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 chill." Yeah,
1: you know, did you that that see that? I, I I saw the Twitter and they were like, "Oh man!" And then the, right below that tweet, they were like, "By the way, buy Shin Megami Tensei
0: 5. Yeah, I was like, "All right,
2: <laughs> well done, well done." Uh, got that Um, that
0: wendy's energy
2: yeah (laughs) it's facts that that kfc gaming energy too (laughs) Um, oh that was some funny shit bro that was some funny shit that's a pretty good account um but yeah man i think that is going to do it for the pod uh guys i want to thank you guys for coming through uh if you stop by live or check this out after the fact, we always appreciate it. Uh, I want to remind you guys to go ahead and drop a like on the podcast uh I just fucking died man god damn it uh <laughs> <laughs> it's always uh, uh whoa, it's always the fucking dogs in these games man uh-huh. it's always the dogs they catch you by surprise man <laughs> always they're they're the most dangerous enemy in this in these games um it's like the crows of. Bloodborne. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to. I want to remind you guys to go ahead and like the the podcast. Uh, consider subscribing. Um, we recently got an influx of sub- subscribers, and we we see you. We appreciate it, uh, and uh, we hope that you guys will continue to rock with us as we continue to sir. to grow. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna get started with these outros. Uh, Macho, why don't you kick things off, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. King Kingdom Hearts and Families fanatic. We're, uh, we're getting closer
1: to Endwalker and I can't wait, but we gotta wait a little longer, so in the meantime, I'll be playing Law's Judgment, I will be going for the Platinum Guardians of the Galaxy, Tales of Arise, and Scarlet Nexus, I gotta do this actually, the second playthrough for that game too, um, in the meantime too, uh, I recently picked up Sekiro, man, at Sea of Ring, it got me in the mood. It got me in the mood, so I might be jumping back into Sekiro with that nice frame rate bump that it got on PS5. Um, I'm hoping for that blood point, one, man. But in the meantime, I will be diving into Sekiro again, more than likely, trying to divin and, and dabbin. Looking forward to that because uh, Sekiro is a great game, man. It's uh, so uh, I'm excited to get back into that one too.
0: Nice, nice. Sir.
2: Walt, what about you, man?
0: Well, what am I gonna do? I'm, uh, I'm gonna be enjoying that OLED. I'll be enjoying the beauty <laughs> crispiness of Metroid Dread on that OLED goodness. Uh, gonna be hopping on uh, Nino Kuni and the Curse of the White Witch. I believe this was the name, Nice, the
1: first one. nice. Uh, that's a good one. That
0: one, that one, I haven't played, so I'm I'm excited to jump on that one into the Switch because I played the second one uh, before the first one. Um, I'm excited to see what well. you
1: say. That's that's one of the best games on PS3 when that came
0: out. Ooh, I'm excited then. That's one of oh, my it's.
1: favorite RPGs, like, hands down, man. So good.
0: I'll get to experience it in OLED goodness. Um, other than that, man, uh, more Morcana here and there, getting through the story. Uh, and, hey, man, not going to lie. Macho just said that secular bit, and got to tell you, I've got, I, I myself got a bit of influx right now, and I kind of want to download it again. You want yeah, to get that New Game Plus and get that Platinum, because I, I didn't get that Platinum. And I might get that. I might start getting that. Yeah. What about you, Jay? What'd you got?
2: Um, a whole lot of nothing, man. Of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, Yeah. I don't know what I've been playing or what I'm going to play. Um, mm. I've really been watching. Starting,
1: start going down that list, man. Tales of Arise, all those games.
2: Yeah, but that costs money. <laughs> 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 I really, I, I really After just, that. I really just been um, watching a lot more TV. Uh, to be honest. Mm. Uh been playing games lately. Um tight. Yeah, that's just that's just kind of the well, year any, that's just the year it's any, kind any, of been any, for me.
0: any recommendation for the people or anything you, you're watching now?
2: Uh still still dark. Still go go absolutely go and check check that out. Um even though I finished that like two months ago, I still think about it. Um I've been watching uh you know ever since Squid Game uh I've been getting a lot more into like just uh korean uh tv and and dramas so um obviously sweet home is is if you're Mm. yeah if you're looking for uh, like a follow-up to squid game uh sweet home is great kingdom uh uh, as well i just started that um alice in borderland it's, it's japanese but it's still the same vein of um survival yeah death game sort of genre uh alice in borderland is really really good um, so I I finished those uh, pretty recently. Uh, Check Walk- out my name. Uh my yeah mine did that just come out?
0: It it just came out I think a week ago or so. Uh and it's a Korean uh a suspenseful thriller.
2: Please. Is that is that the one with like some girls like seeking revenge or something?
0: Yeah yeah okay yeah,
2: yeah. I I actually just added that to my list yet last night. Um, nice yeah, yeah. so. That, uh, my latest project has been, uh, finishing Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, I, where was I? I was, so this, I started it this year and I stopped, I think, midway through season four, like, uh, probably like in the summer. And then. How many seasons does it have? Uh, it's on season seven right now. Uh, like, like season seven is like airing, like as we speak, um, wow yeah yeah so i stopped at like somewhere in the middle of season four and then i just picked it up again uh maybe a month uh i i'm like at the last episode of season six um so yeah it's a it's a really it's a it's it's an interesting series like the first three seasons season three specifically is like top tier it's it's really damn good um Season 4 is rough. Oh man. Not in a good way. As, as I said, it, it I can I I cannot get over um the villain in in season 4 is fucking atrocious. man. <laughs> <laughs> like it, I I cannot believe like after seeing that that season, the second half of that season and the villain of of season 4 I, I felt good about my writing man. I was like, okay if if <laughs> if actual like TV writers put that on page and had actors perform that and it actually made it through post-production and got on a TV screen. If that was approved to be on TV, I can fucking make it, man. <laughs> like God, man. Damn. You too, man.
1: You t- just keep keep watching CW shows, man, and you really feel good about yourself.
2: Hey, man. The one hundred, the 100s is all right, man. Let's let's not, let's not get uh, carried um, away. I
1: I, I I mean I mean more of uh, later seasons of Arrow and oh god, gotcha,
2: I got gotcha.
1: to Bat Bat Um, yeah, mostly mostly like their DC Superior
2: shows are kind of like absolute gotcha. better trash. Um, but yeah. So uh, season four is, is r- the the villain of that season. Her her name is literally the Dirty Woman. That should th- <laughs> that should tell you that should tell you all you need to know. Uh, absolutely wow, astu- wow. an awful awful character. Um, and season five is not much better. Uh, but weirdly, I'm still I was I was still like hooked and like compelled just because like I really like the characters. So like even though the motivations for these two seasons were dumb as hell. Like, like it, it, it's one of those things where it was so clearly, there's no like overarching story. Like it's just characters just doing random shit for those two seasons. Season six gets back on track. Like there's, a, there's an actual like main villain and an actual like overarching story that like, okay, it, it makes sense that like, uh, all these episodes are like connected and there's like a, an actual like story that they're following um, as, uh, not uh, like, you know, season four and five. Um, so season six was definitely a lot better, um, you know, based purely off of that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to finish that off. Uh, so yeah, Fear the Walking Dead for sure. I think that's pretty much, uh, what I've been, uh, watching recently. Um, I feel like there's something else, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, in terms of anime um not too much i think i think i've been kind of bouncing between uh akuma akuma drive something like that on hulu Mm -hmm. it's like this uh like heist kind of anime which you know i'm really into um but um yeah yeah, so yeah just a bunch of tv more so than than games uh which again it's just kind of been that Kind of year for me i guess where i don't know i i kind of go through these stints where like i just don't feel like really playing uh anything um and i've i've really felt that a lot this year as opposed to last year um but yeah that's that's uh that's it for me um and, uh, yeah, All that's, that's going to do it for, for the podcast. Uh,
1: well, just real quick, if, if you want a recommendation, Jay, just to let you know there's a free trial for the oh, okay. award opening.
2: Guys, uh, I want to <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for, for joining us today. Uh, we will catch you guys next week, same time, uh, for episode 37. Peace out.